It's Friday, you bastard. I know you don't smoke weed. I know this. But I'm going to get you high today. Because it's Friday. You ain't got no job. And you ain't got shit to do. Thank God it's Brother, I started yesterday yelling and screaming about um, about uh, well, basically how no, because I introduced Bill O'Reilly at eight o'clock. Oh, you did at eight forty yesterday. Yeah. You're right. See, I forget these things. I got so I got to tell you, I walked in just now. Well, I didn't walk in just now. I've been here for over an hour, but uh, Bernie walked in and, and uh, we have a little discussion usually before the show and talk bad about everybody we can. And well, I just said to Bernie, I said, you know what, Bernie, that's depressing. I know it's Friday, and it's a nice weekend, and it's going to be 80s and 70s, but it's just, it's really become very, very depressing. When you combine the COVID-19 news that idiot Governor Cuomo yesterday with another mask edict, I have told private businesses that you don't have to let somebody in without a mask and mask this and mask that. Now, couple that, which is depressing enough, And the fact we haven't reopened here, not even phase one, which is nothing, with what's going on in the state of Minnesota, which is now going to be going on everywhere. You know that. It's just a matter of time. It moved from Minneapolis to St. Paul. It'll get here. It'll get everywhere at some point. It it got here. It's here already? They arrested 70 people last night (laughs) in New York City. I see. I don't even know. I I, I refuse to follow this thing as closely as I should. Hitting cops with bottles here in New York. Uh, They hit hit a cop with a garbage can. They arrested 70 people. Last night, it, it was a Union Square, City Hall, and a couple of other places. Well, you know you can blame for all this, don't you? Well, uh, it's one yeah, name. a lot of uh, no, no, one name. agitators. One name. Race baiters. Nope, one race name. Race pimps. When you hear this name, you're going to love this. You, you can blame this one person for all of this. You want a hint? Please, well, just tell us. She's on the list of possible vice president candidates. Oh, yes. Amy Klobuchar. That's right. For folks that don't know, before Amy Klobuchar became a senator in the state of Minnesota, and of course ran for president and is one of the odds-on favorites to work alongside Joe Biden, she was an attorney. And uh, she oversaw a lot of these uh, conduct cases with these cops. It turns out the cop that killed this guy, believe it or not, during his 19-year career, had 10 misconduct cases. 10! Ten opportunities to take this guy to task and get rid of him. Yep. And Amy Klobuchar was the point woman, and she didn't do it. So she's the person to blame today. Not Donald Trump. Not even the cop. That idiot. That murderer. It is Amy Klobuchar. Yeah. It just well, feels good to say I mean, that. I know it's you, stupid. You, she, she's, <laughs> she's one uh, in uh, a long line of people, I guess. But look, uh, it, it's a protest. Uh, it was a protest. Now it's it's a riot, and it's not. It's disconnected from w- the protest. They they just out and out. It's anarchy. I mean, stealing uh, you know appliances from these oh. these stores, Target, whatever it is. 
Well, well, uh, beating up uh, ladies in wheelchairs that that are trying to stop people from looting. I mean, it just is. It, it's not a pro. It, we it haven't does, had a It protest. dishonors the, uh, the 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 guy, the poor guy's uh, name. It does. It, it, it dishonors uh, George Floyd's George name. Floyd. You're right. And I've said this before. I think that you know people yell at me. The Constitution is perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect. It's not perfect. And the First Amendment needs to be amended again because you know you say uh, not a protest. Why don't you give me one example? Over the last five years, five years, whether it's Ferguson, Missouri, Baltimore, Maryland, what we're seeing in Minnesota now, where there was some type of race situation. And don't kid yourself. This is more about race than police brutality. Every article I've read points out a black man killed by a white cop. Give me one example of one protest that was peaceful and they made their point and you actually started to really hate the cop and not the people in that community. Give me one. Well, I will say that uh, mm-hmm. back, you know, five years ago or so during the hands up, don't shoot hoax protests here in New York City, there were peaceful protests. There were people who started out in Union Square. They were egged on by CNN. They'd send a CNN reporter down, tell the students, everybody else urged them, uh, exhort them to go join the crowd in Union Square and march up uh, into Midtown. And they would do that, and it would be peace. It was, pe- it was, it was it relatively was pe- peaceful. Let me remind you, I didn't live here at the time. I was down in Boca Raton. If I'm wrong, you can correct me. Whether it was Union Square or laying down peacefully on the Brooklyn Bridge, which, of course, led to the assassination of two cops. But that's a whole other story. Were they not chanting death to the cops? Were they not chanting there, there, there that? Were, there were incidents of that, but there yeah. were, yes, listen, that was not acceptable either. But it wasn't uh, like Ferguson. It wasn't like Baltimore. And it wasn't like Minneapolis, not even close. Donald, not even no, close. You're right. Now, Donald Trump comes out last night, and uh, I love this guy more and more every day. You know, he's going to send the military there. He's been talking to uh, well, Governor they, Tim Walz. They arrived overnight. There you go. Uh, he doesn't care what Jacob Fry says. I can't stand him either. Now, this guy, uh, Jacob Fry, uh, putting the leash on the police, uh, not, uh, you know, not to corralling this crowd and stopping them at the beginning right. led to this. Of course. No, no, he, this is the same guy you may remember when President Trump went to have a rally in Minnesota. He wanted to charge, upcharge, upcharge, upcharge in an effort to get him out of there. It didn't work. President Trump is not going to be intimidated by that little putz. Anyway, he, uh, you know, he uh, comes out last night. He calls out these people as thugs. Now, let me explain something to you folks out there, you idiots, you Hollywood actors and actresses, you white folk, you white folk. When President Trump called these animals, and that's what they are, thugs, he wasn't talking exclusively about black people. If you watched, and you did watch the last couple of nights in Minneapolis, there's plenty of white people, plenty of white people that are joining in on these protests. It's not just black people. Donald Trump, when he called people thugs, he meant whites, he meant blacks, he meant anybody participating in setting fires, in looting, in hurting people. That includes whites. And blacks. You have these uh, white Antifa fascist animals. Thugs. Who are thugs. Par- who are part of this, who are part of this uh, anarchist movement. And uh, the majority of them, if not all of them, they're, they're white. So my point is this. For all you white folks out there, my friends, some of them too, I hate to say it, but they are, that are calling him a racist for using the word thug, you're the racist, not Donald Trump, because you're, you're assuming that he's only talking about black people. When he's not, as Bernie just pointed out, plenty of white folk out there doing the same exact thing. So now, now they've taken to the precinct. They tried it the first two nights. They were successful last night. It is really nauseating to see the third precinct in Minneapolis on fire, as we saw last night. 
And it's almost, you know, you talk about America becoming a third world country. I yeah. mean, between the, the lockdowns and these psychotic mayors and governors in these blue states and what's going on here in Minnesota, we are starting to look more and more like Venezuela every day. Every yeah. day. Yeah. Well, especially, yeah, as you point out, on the, on the heels of this lockdown. But, again, it's uh, not only uh, dangerous, very extremely dangerous, obviously. I think one person died, believe it or not. Yes. Uh, but uh, it's also dumb. It's, it's, it always has been dumb. What does Ferguson look like now, five years later, after uh, the, the riots there? What does Baltimore look like now, uh, six years later, after the riots there? In, which ca- in both cases, it turns out the, the police did nothing wrong. The places are, are, are you, 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 the president got into a, a pissing match with the late congressman there. I forget his name, the black guy. Yeah, uh, with an E. Uh, what was his name again? John yeah. Lewis? E- either, yeah, no, not right. John Lewis. Lewis is still, it's the other guy uh, from Baltimore. Yeah. With what, an E, either I forget. Way, whatever. The point is this. That, Errol uh, something, not Errol Lewis, but something like that. Baltimore is, uh, it, it is a dump. Oh, it's a complete dump. It's a dump. Except and, down and, by and the, the riots, water by Camden Yards, that's okay, but also it's a dump. Yes. And the riots did nothing to help it. I mean, for them to be burning down, burning this bitch down, this bitch is my house. This is my home. They don't care. Burning it down. It, I mean, this is where people live. This is where they you live. They, this is where they live. They don't care. They, you have to understand. I know you do. Obviously, obviously they don't care no, but, but, because you, they but, continue but, to but do But you it. know that already. But, 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 I'm, but I'm stating it. I'm stating I, I, how stupid and dangerous okay, it is. Okay, okay. That's obvious. It's stupid. It's dangerous. Why would you burn your own house down? Well, I, but I, I, it, it points out how sick these people are that they can't wait. They can't wait for opportunities like this because that's all they but, care it, about is anarchy. That's it. You tie it into the media egging these people on. And uh, NBC, for example, instructing their reporters not to call them riots, call them protests, actually going out of their way to tell the reporters, do not refer to these things as riots. Yeah. I mean, it's just so you, and, you, and you, what is the result? The result so you, is. So you think these people that are running around Minnesota setting fires are sitting there watching Lester Holt at night or NBC? Come on, Burn. These people can't wait for opportunities like this. Know, so they see stuff burning. Don't put words in my mouth. I didn't well, say they were. Well, you just said NBC. Is, uh, yeah, right. Is egging them on. I don't think these people are watching NBC before they go riot in Minnesota. Uh, whatever they're egg, they're they're sympathizing with it. They're all they're totally on the wrong side. That, that that whole mentality, that whole mindset, is what we're up against. Including the uh, from everywhere from uh, these media outlets to the animals in the street. Uh, no argument. This is what we're up against. No argument. No argument. We're up against this. You're right. All I'm saying is they're not inspired. These people out there, they don't watch that. They don't care. They just they can't wait for opportunities like this to do what they've been doing the last couple of days. And we've seen it now in multiple cities, in multiple states, in the last couple of years, time and time again. You have a race situation, and the city gets burned down. That's it. And what gets lost in this? Uh, justice for George Floyd. Completely lost. True. Well, you, how do you argue that? How do you argue that? This poor guy's dead. You don't have to. I mean, yeah, but you're right. I mean, this poor guy's dead, and, and um, that's not the story. That's not the story. What the story is, once again, is America is burning down. And this is not great for, uh, for Trump. Again, I just gave Trump a bunch of credit during this first segment. I did, and I know you did too. But uh, this is not great for Donald Trump. I, I, I am scared to death that he's going to lose this election in November, and it's not his fault. 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. Three uh, great guests today. Audie Idala's coming back today on a Friday. You know, the courts are open, I guess, and lawyers are doing stuff, so Audie's back from the Hamptons. <laughs> and then we have, I think, two guests in the, uh, in the 9 o'clock hour. So we'll, uh, we'll do it again, folks. Bernie and Sid, this is a very, very big day. We want to hear from you guys. 
on a getaway Friday, the last Friday in May. Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show and everywhere in the 77 WABC app. You know, we were talking about Trump calling uh, the, the rioters thugs. I mean, what else are you going to call them? They're thugs. But it wasn't just the thugs thing that he put in, the, uh, in that tweet. He talked about how it was a disgrace that the mayor wasn't doing anything. And it is the mayor uh, putting a choke chain on the police. But he wrote, these thugs are dishonoring the memory of George Floyd. I won't let that happen. Just spoke to Governor Tim Malls, told him the military is with him all the way. Any difficulty, and we will assume control. When the looting starts, the shooting starts. Thank you. And you, Twitter, you know what Twitter did? They took it down. And they actually accused him of, doing, of saying something very, very violent. This tweet violated the Twitter rules about glorifying violence. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. In other words, he's going to for- enforce the rule of law, and, and Twitter disagrees with that. I mean, well, this is so, so the executive order he signed yesterday was uh, spot on. I mean, I didn't look what he said uh, about uh, the mail in uh, voting and all that crap. That's true. But this is even more serious. This is more serious. Now we have this is a matter of life and death. And if they're siding with the rioters, if you have this big platform, this media it really is a media platform. Now they, they're not protected from liability, liabilities like they used to be because of the executive order. But uh, this is a perfect example. This is a really disgraceful, dangerous, uh, perfect example of that. Well, I got no issue with it. I really don't. But, I mean, if you really take a, a second and, and think about the president talking about we're going to start shooting people. You know, again, it, it, it's, he's got to be smarter. I got no issue with it. They are thugs, and, and I hope they shoot them all. I really do. But when you're the president, I'm not saying Twitter should take it down or he should be taking a task like he does every day. You got to be a little smarter than say, we're going to start shooting people. A little more diplomatic, you think? I think. Okay. Well, listen, uh, you mentioned about uh, white people. I will just tell you this, that uh, you have Seth Rogen and Steve Carell are actually bailing out some of these rioters. Can you believe this? And uh, here's, here's the irony, is these, uh, the black uh, uh, rioters in Minneapolis, they don't want white people around. They, don't, they, they hate you. There were, there's, there's videotape out there of, of people saying, shoot white people, shoot white people. But there was one protester in particular who was instructing white people, yo, this ain't your party, bro. Take a listen. To all my white brothers and sisters, we appreciate y'all being out here and supporting us. Hey, but this is okay. not y'all space. Bye. This is not okay. your space. Yep. This is not your space. So this is exactly uh, what Ice Cube was talking about yesterday. I, I railed against Ice Cube when he tweeted the war against black versus uh, blue is real. And now it's time for us to, quote unquote, take action. Is this what he's talking about, Ice Cube? Is he happy about this now? Is this what he wanted to see? Yeah, I, I wonder. I, I, maybe he is That's ha- taking yeah. action, right? He, he is happy, but uh, it is terrible. I mean, the, the people putting out signs, this is a black-owned business. Please don't destroy it. I mean, it's just awful. After what they went through being closed down, uh, you know, it's, and, and then, then to, as we're coming out of this, to have to face this, can you just imagine? I mean, I, you talk about uh, suicides going up. It's just got to be just, I mean, we're sitting here, we're sort of witnesses to it. These people are living through it. It's really horrendous. So was President Trump. He's a witness to this, too. And as I stated just 20 minutes ago, my fear is racial divide, lockdowns, bad economy, 40-something million out of work. This is all leading up to what should be a second consecutive win. 
And you don't want to be here if this idiot Joe Biden no, wins this election. You, you really don't. And, and right I'm now, you, folks. Yeah, but I'm telling you right now, this is, this is lining up beautifully for the anti-Trumpers. Well, I would say this, that in 1968, uh, this, the quote-unquote silent majority saw what was happening in the country. A fear in the air, tension everywhere, unemployment rising fast, the Beatles' new regular guest. It was uh, anarchy. Uh, people felt that, felt that in the air. And Richard Nixon won. And the reason why he won is because people do want law and order. Even those people in those communities, they want law and order. Uh, so I'm not so sure that it uh, helps Biden in that. I, I, I know what you're saying, but uh, I, I wouldn't put all my money on it. Now, listen quickly to Andrew Cuomo, a liar, a flat out freaking liar. This was him a week ago blaming the nursing home disaster scandal on uh, President Trump. Take a listen. Anyone who wants to ask why did the state uh, do that with COVID patients in nursing home, it's because the state followed President Trump's CDC guidance. So they should ask President Trump. I think, I think that will stop the conversation. Okay, and this is yesterday. Take a listen. Last week, you blamed the 5,000 nursing home deaths uh, in New York, President Trump, and these CDC guidelines. I'm wondering if you raised that issue with him. Uh, no, but I never did that. I never did that. So there you have it. He's just a, a weasel, a lying, uh, il duce scumbag is what he is. He can't accept responsibility, blames other people, then lies about it. And that's, that's just the tip of the iceberg, folks. Just the tip of the iceberg with this guy. He's no good. And he brings in uh, Chris Rock, and he brings in, uh, 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 what's her name, the other Perez, the washed-up uh, old Rosie actress. Perez. Rosie Perez. I mean, give me a break. This is a clown show, and uh, it always has been a clown show. Just We didn't realize it in the beginning because he's just a slick, weasel, liar, murderer on the Bernie and Sid show. There must be some kind of way out of here. Jimi Hendrix at 640. Friday morning, back here on the Bernie and Sid in the morning show. The great attorney, Artie Idala, he'll be here at 740. The brilliant, he really is very, very funny, comedic actor, Bob Saget. He'll be here at uh, just after 9. And then the uh, another edition of WABC Cares comes your way at about 940. So we have three really good guests stopping by today. And as always, the phones are open. We want to hear from you guys. 1-800-848-WABC. 1-800-848-9222. You're watching all this go on just like Bernie and I right here in our own little city in New York City. The lockdowns, the, the virus, and now, of course... The latest news uh, out of Minnesota. You know, I've been doing these, uh, these things from my living room, these things, these Instagram live shows. And I did four this week. I actually spoke to Hall of Fame boxing trainer Teddy Atlas on Saturday before the big Mike Tyson special on ESPN on Saturday night. Monday, my former producer, now the, um, the co-host alongside Colin Coward of The Herd. She's doing great. Joy Taylor, she, uh, she stopped into my living room Tuesday night was Lisa Lampanelli. She was great. But I think it's fair to say of the four that I did this week, the one that absolutely stole the show was last night from my living room to his on Long Island. He's actually in his backyard, Jim Brewer. And, um, uh, you know, uh, Matt, you heard a lot of it. And I walked into the newsroom this morning, Bernard, and Matt is always sitting at that one desk cutting up sound. It's always very quiet. Deb is doing the news. Matt is very quiet cutting up sound. And I walked into the newsroom this morning and Matt was hysterical. Is, is that a fair assessment? 
Yes. Uh, after I got through a little bit of the beginning of it, I started really chuckling. <laughs> Not surprised to hear it. Yeah. So Brewer is we're going to play it later. We're going to play it later. Hilarious. He, he um, big Trump guy, really disgusted. I mean, sounded like us, but funny. I mean, you know, added all these... You know, the, the way he does his voice. The, yeah, yeah, no, he's just, I mean, you can't, you yeah. can't replicate Jim Brewer. Part of the problem is you can't see him on radio because yes, his facial yes. distortions are amazing. The physical uh, comedy yeah, that, exactly. he, that he's able to uh, perform. You know, he actually told me last night on Instagram Live that Sebastian Maniscalco, he saw him at the very beginning of Sebastian's career, and he thought he was really funny. Right. But he actually went to Sebastian and said, he was the guy. Why don't you add some... Physical stuff to this. If, and I've seen Maniscalco twice, and his show now is even more about the physical. Yeah, yeah. He was the guy, he's I guess. He's very physical. You're right. Yes. With the, uh, even the facial movements. Facial. With the eyes bulging out, and he stops, and he gives you a look or something like that. Yes. Right. So according to uh, Jim Brewer last night, he was the guy that recommended to Sebastian that he start doing that stuff. He should be getting 10% at least. <laughs> so we'll get to uh, Jim Brewer's sound later on. You're really going to love that, folks. But we will grab some phone calls. The, uh, the phones are all lit up. Every line here is lit up this morning. And we'll start, Bernard, on line one. Paul is in the great state of Texas. Good morning, Paul. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing today? We're okay, thank you. Oh, uh, it could be worse, uh, Paul. Thank I understand. God. It's Friday. All right. First of all, let me explain. I'm African-American, and I totally agree with a lot of things that you're saying. I know a lot of people may not see my viewpoint on that subject, but it is the truth. Um, I also want to tell you that people don't realize that a lot of these riots are started by the liberal agenda that wants to destroy the United States of America. Okay? They don't seem to understand what they're doing is wrong because it's not in the best interest of the, of the country right now. With everything that we're going through with COVID, the economy, you're destroying businesses. If you want to do something, do it the right way peaceful protest. We have to come together. I served my nation in two wars. And these people thank you for your service. Thank you for your support. People don't seem to understand that the enemies are at our gate. We got China. We got Korea. We got Russia. These are the things that we need to focus on, okay? I understand what happened. People are angry, but there's a better way of going about doing it. The looting is wrong. There are a bunch of thugs out there, and, and you know, they yes. deserve to be locked up, okay? Thank you for that. Destroying black-owned businesses, too. It's not right. You understand? And, um, that's all I have to really say. You know, I well, you said a mouthful, and you, and you happen to be spot on. I mean, I agree with you a thousand percent. Yeah. And, and what you have is uh, you do have some legitimate protesters. I mean, what happened to that cop was clearly wrong. Uh, but it's all been hijacked by uh, Antifa, by, by people who just want to rob and steal, by people who just want to, you know, just want to be violent. I mean, for no, for no reason. They're doing a disservice to the uh, peaceful protesters and to justice for George Floyd, a complete disservice. So you're a thousand percent right. And they do a lot of the, uh, you know, people egging them on uh, do hate this country with a vengeance. They, I mean, they, they love what they're seeing right now. Yeah. Some of these uh, liberal yeah. types out there, they oh, yeah. love it. No, it's porn for them. Here's uh, Larry. He's in the car. He's on line three this morning. Good morning, Larry. Sid, Bernie, how are you? Hey, brother. Sid, don't, get, don't get up and try shave about Trump. The quickest way to end this, just lock the cop up because he was wrong and the right should go away. Yeah, but th that didn't happen. They, 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 they fired the guy right away. They're going they to arrest him. Okay, and you think, you think if they lock him up, Larry, that these people are going to stop doing what they're doing? Well, let me ask you a question. Yeah. If it was, if it was a black cop and a black person on their wheel or, or a, you know, just the opposite, a white and black, do you think this would be going on? Hell no. Well, I, I know that. No, I know that. Listen, that's why when, when I was getting hammered on Instagram two days ago, being told by white people, Sid, you just don't get it. 
These are public servants. This is, this is police going after black people. It has nothing to do with race. And every column that I read says white cop kills black man. And black people are out there yelling and screaming and they, you know, they grab arms and fight back and do all this stuff. Black versus blue is real. So they can, they can tell me whatever they want about police and Colin Kaepernick. This is another race issue. And whether you lock this cop up, you can shoot this cop. You can shoot him right in the middle of St. Paul this afternoon. It ain't going to matter. Well, listen, I would just say this. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know why they're dragging their feet on arresting the cop, because what you see on the videotape is fairly clear. I mean, arrest him and then give him his due process. Uh, but I know the, uh, the, the Hennepin County uh, District Attorney, he said uh, we will, justice will not be rushed. We're going to take our time on this. But... Uh, it might do, uh, you know, it might do go some way to alleviate some of this uh, behavior if they did arrest and charge him and then go through the due process uh, with the trial and all that I, stuff. I'm all for it. I, I mean, I, I, I don't see what police procedure he was following by keeping his knee on the no, guy's neck while no. he's handcuffed for six, seven minutes. I just don't see it. No, there's none. I mean, there's no, no, I've never, I've not heard anybody make an argument for this guy, not white, not black. I've never heard anybody. But then the question is, what is taking so long to uh, charge the cop? I don't know. And again, as I mentioned earlier, this cop in particular has been cited now 10 times in his 19 year career for conduct like this. Now he killed somebody. I mean, and again, Amy Klobuchar had the chance to put this guy away a couple of times and didn't do it. Uh, Here's Dom. He's in Minneapolis on line six. Good morning, Minnesota. Yeah, good morning. Thanks for taking the call, guys. I I guess I just wanted to chime in and say this is not the first time that this cop has had this, uh, has done this to people, and he has done it to not only black but white people. So I just wanted to, you know, caution people that it's not a race issue. This is this particular rogue cop and the guy. It's not a race issue. Well, in the sense that, in the sense that (laughs) it's uh, this cop is probably habitually doing this to other people. He has apparently he has done it to other white people. Right? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah, listen, I got to tell you something real quick. Uh, My dad was the victim of police brutality. He actually went to court. He was acquitted. He sued the police, and it was all caught on tape. On he was a bus driver, bus dispatcher, all caught on tape, and he was awarded money. Yeah, for uh, uh, police brutality. He was my my dad. Believe it or not, of all all people, not sexy white guys. I mean, you you have bad cops, and uh, that that doesn't. I mean, obviously, this guy was black. The cop was right, white. So it plays into that narrative, but uh, you do just have, generally speaking, you, do, you have a, a bad cops. The vast majority of cops, great. And by right. the way, the other thing about not arresting this, uh, taking your time not arresting this guy, every day you, you take your time not arresting this guy, it hurts the, the cops that are out there working on the job. Yep. Uh, it hurts the cops, for example, in New York when you have these protests last night. If this cop had been arrested, you wouldn't have had uh, uh, 70 people arrested with uh, a bunch of cops hurt, spit at, bottles thrown at them, garbage cans hit over the head, probably would not have had these protests in New York had this cop been already arrested. Well, that's where you and I are going to disagree. I think uh, once it became black, white, and the guy died, whether you arrested the cop, you can shoot the cop in front of uh, a thousand people in Union Square today. Those people are going to riot anyway because a black man died at the hands of a white man. And damn it, God damn it, this happens every day across America. And when is it going to stop? That's all the narrative. They don't care about the cop. I don't care about this white cop. They, when, I've seen thousands and thousands. Bernie, you've got to understand social media. And I'm on it all day long, Twitter, Instagram. You're not there as much as I am. They're not talking about the cop or justice for the cop. When is this going to stop? When are black people going to be stopped hunted in America today? When is the hunting going to stop? 
Of course. That's the narrative. And they always say, listen, let's look at the data. Let's, let's look at the data is what the liberals say. Look at the data. There's no data supporting the, that assertion. There's no, there's no data whatsoever. The vast majority of people killed unarmed and armed by, by the police are white. That's a fact. And whenever uh, uh, there's uh, perceived cases of injustice, it gets investigated, and usually the cop is arrested and sentenced. Let's hope that's the case here. Let's go to um, Patrick Bernard. He's in Deer Park. You love that place. Line four. Good morning, Patty. Hey, good morning, uh, guys. I just want to first of all, uh, before I make my point, is to thank you. Uh, I work in a public school. I'm a custodian, and we have been here every day since the breakout. Thank you, you. And you guys, you guys just keep me going every day. I just kind of want to let you know. Thank you, Pat. My point is, uh, the writers, they're not all from Minnesota. A lot of them are paid to come there. They're well, anarchists. Yeah, I wouldn't say a lot of them. I mean, there, there are some, yes. What? There are Soros, the liberals, they pay and they go there. But they're not the, uh, they're not the, uh, the, 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 more, the higher percentage is just I, people there freaking out. No, no, not the higher percentage, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to get worse before it gets better, and, and they're going to be showing up more and more. Yeah, you got yeah. it. You got Ante- Antifa is on the scene. There's no doubt about it. These people are. This is that is a Soros-backed organization. I'm not uh, saying that they're getting paid individually, uh, but 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 he's you know he says, hey, let's let's head to Minnesota, let's head to Minneapolis, yeah. and let's uh, burn this bitch down. Yeah, no, and they there. go. They're there, no question. Uh, but I think they're the overwhelming minority. But they are there. Nick is in Queens on line six. One more call. We'll go to break. Nikki, good morning. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, pal. Now. White cop on the black victim is racist. Right. But if it was a black cop on the black man, that's not a story. That's not I'm a story. not sure if that's true. I, I've, I s- I've seen before that. In fact, in Minneapolis, Minneapolis itself, was a cop uh, chased a black man through the backyard, and it got rough. I think he ended up shooting him. And South it, Carolina. It, it was no, no. There was one in Minneapolis okay. as well. A black cop, uh, uh, so, and, and the same here in New York. There was uh, an incident with with. Uh, in fact, the cop. That uh, with the social distancing uh, episode, he was a Latino. His name was Garcia, Fernando Garcia. I mean, so in other words, it is it's I mean, it doesn't it it, it makes it a a better case for them, for the uh, hateful people out there that he's white. But if he was a black cop, you'd still have the same situation. You'd still have a similar situation. I don't think it would rise to this occasion. I don't think so. I think the white versus the black always trumps I mean, everything else. Who knows? But I've seen it before. When the cop is black, it doesn't matter. He's a cop, and that's that. Then why even point out white cop, black guy, if that's well, the case? Well, because that's, that's of yeah, course, right. the, uh, because that, that that's the media. Them, there you go. And that gives them the excuse to take this to a brand new level, not just police brutality, which is bad enough. It goes on every day, as you know, Bernard, but racism. We are hunting black people in this country. That's what we do. This will certainly be a... Month of May, we won't forget anytime soon. Who's going to forget Memorial Day weekend 2020? (laughs) And this uh, governor, I saw him again yesterday. and Now he's got an edict that he is going to uh, allow businesses to throw you out if you don't wear a mask. They are are really caught up on this mask thing. Now, now, in all fairness, so am I. Of course, I'm on the complete other side of it. I don't wear a mask anywhere. I've even stopped wearing it on the subway. I don't care. Do you know that the, the WHO... The WHO just came out and said, don't wear a mask unless you're treating coronavirus. Uh, <laughs> you can believe this? I, I don't. The CDC now three separate times has gone back and forth on the probability of getting it if you touch a surface. Yep. The WHO changes their mind. Dr. Fa- it, it's such complete nonsense. I've decided, and I decided this months ago, so did you, Bernie, that um, I don't care what the scientists say, what Cuomo says, quite frankly, what Trump says. I, I'm going to do it my way. 
And uh, I don't think I've killed anybody. Uh, my test came back yesterday. I should have mentioned this at the very, very top. My test came back yesterday from City M Day. The antibody test. Both. Antibody and whether I've got yeah. it or had this. And the bad news is I've got it. Kidding. Negative, negative. <laughs> negative, negative. By the way, the antibody test also came out yesterday. About 50% of the time it's wrong. It's wrong, of course. But, but here I am on the subways every day. We've been over this on the subways every day with you, Bernie, at Penn Station. In this building, I don't even wear a mask on the subway anymore. I don't care. I just don't care. And now, of course, and uh, I'm not sick. Fauci says there's not going to there probably won't be a second wave. He, right, he, that's his right. Well, he wants to get and, back and, on TV and, and with also, Trump. <laughs> and also that uh, the the cure is worse than the disease. The yeah. lockdown is going to kill a lot more people, and he's right about that. But that it's a complete 180. Oh yeah, uh, and uh, it gets no play. Well, I mean, so in other words, then the, the Cuomo and company are not following the data and the science. No, not at all. As put out by a Dr. Fauci and many other people. And not only is Fauci saying that it gets no play, but I listen very closely to Deb's news every morning. I think she's terrific, by the way. I really do. It's not like Trump, don't I? She really is great. She's fantastic, Deb. I love her. She's huge. Great. <laughs> and she actually said this morning that in states that reopened, the numbers have gone up dramatically. In 17 states. Now, I don't know if those are examples like we saw from Florida, Georgia, and Texas early of states that are just testing more. Exactly. That is well, what well, it but, is. but that's not the way the news is being delivered. I'm but, not even going to knock that, but, but 17 states, the numbers have gone up. Just, just ask Rich Lowry, which we will on Monday. The, uh, the positivity rates are going down. Yes, the numbers, the absolute numbers are going up. The more you test, the more they're going to go up. But people don't hear that. All they hear know, is 17 states, the it, numbers I, are going I, up. I, so Cuomo goes... You think we want to be part of those 17 states? And people go, you're right, Governor. You're right. I don't want to be sick. I don't want to die. Mm-hmm. A lot of you folks, I wish you would get sick and die. i got to be honest. Is that terrible if, to say that? If you don't watch the news, you're ill-informed. If you watch it, you're misinformed. What hit my community? <laughs> I'm telling you, it's terrible. It's really a bad state. The local news are the worst. And then, of course, CNN. What about I the mean, people? What about the news? What I about know the, the people? people are stupid, but they're, I mean, in New York, you know, look, a lot of people have lives. They, they have things going on. So they sit down and they watch the news and they, they have no reason to think that they're going to be lied to and, 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 and misinformed. They have no reason to think that. And yet they are. And then, so they follow suit. I mean, they, they, they behave accordingly. Yeah, listening to Howard Stern and then watching Andrew Cuomo at noon every day. That's really going to make you smart. You're going to figure that that'll put you right in the middle of this conversation. <laughs> Howard Stern and Andrew Cuomo. Got you free. Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show. The only person talking about love, thy brother, is the preacher. The temptations, folks. Ball of confusion. I mean, uh, just talking about chaotic times. That was, uh, I believe this was recorded in 1968. All about the riots and the war and the uh, unrest and all that stuff. And, uh, I mean, this is worse right now after what we've just come off of now with riots. And the riots have moved here to New York. You had uh, 70 people arrested last night in New York City. That was a Black Lives Matter event. You want to talk about a group that needs to be just abolished and and, uh, arrested. A a lot of white people in that crowd. Oh, I know. I know. I know. I know. Idiots. Listen, Idiots. There, there were white people in the crowd. I think I, maybe I'm wrong because you're, you're older than me, Uh-oh. but there were white people in the crowds with the Black Panthers, too, weren't there? Or no? No. Uh, I don't know. Well, there were white people who sympathized with them, but okay. I think uh, they weren't, certainly weren't in the Black Panthers. Gotcha. Yeah, I, look, either way, it's just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, it's just, uh, again, we said it before. I mean, to, be, to get violent right now, the, the wheels are in, in motion to charge this cop. He's been fired already. 
the uh, president has already, he's, he's got the DOJ and the FBI looking into it. In fact, this is what he said yesterday. Trump won. The attorney general, FBI, and the attorney general to take a very strong look and to see what went on, because that was a very, very bad thing that I saw. Very bad thing. So, I mean, everybody, the outrage really is universal at what happened in Minneapolis, but it doesn't matter. It's, a, it's just like the pandemic. Never let a crisis or a tragedy go to waste. Let's exploit it to divide the country further and to, to, uh, to, to, to ruin the country, essentially. I'm just curious. Because there, they hate this country. Yeah, I'm just curious. Were there any Bernard uh, candlelight vigils? Anybody sit around and light a candle no, to, but to there, Mr. There's, God rest his soul? There is no question. There are a lot of people who would have, a lot of people who were angry, black people who would prefer that. There are a lot of them. But, but that but, didn't take place, right? I, I, maybe. I don't know. I, I'm I not familiar it. with any of them. I mean, the news isn't covering them. It would be nice to say, hey, by the way, just uh, outside of Minneapolis and St. Paul or either one of those twin cities, there was a candlelight vigil tonight where 200 people showed up, paid their respects to Mr. Floyd, God rest his soul, and uh, his family. And it was a uh, I don't I don't see that. All I see are people looting stores, burning stuff down, you know, oh, hurting right. other people. You got to see. I don't know if you saw this uh, lady in a wheelchair at a Target trying to stop the uh, looters. Oh, yeah, yeah. They just pummeled her. Uh, but she did eventually get up out of the wheelchair. It was kind of strange. That is kind I, of I guess they cured her. I don't know. <laughs> or I don't know what the hell happened. But uh, they didn't know she could get up out of the wheelchair. She's this big, heavy set woman, and they're just pummeling her. Was she white or black? She was white. And what about the people that were? <laughs> Come on. So listen, uh, yeah, the Minneapolis you. police chief, what, what is going on with him? What is going on with this mayor? Obviously, the liberals and the chief is taking orders from the liberal mayor. They burnt down the third precinct. The cops had to uh, abscond, evacuate, uh, leave the third precinct. And there was no police presence whatsoever. And they just allowed this, these, this crowd to go in and burn it down, to invade the third precinct and burn it down. What do you mean allowed? They actually told them to get out. They were saying, get out to the cops. Get out. And so get out. Were the, so this is, what, this is the police chief on why he's not taking any action. So what you're saying is it's, it's too dangerous for police to directly confront the looters. So you've made the decision to maybe let that site go for now and focus on keeping the rest of the neighborhood as safe as possible? Absolutely. Our, our officers are, are being, uh, have been uh, through several hours here, um, Molotov cocktails thrown at them, uh, rocks and other projectiles. And so obviously their, their safety is, is, is paramount. And so uh, no, I don't no, want no, them no, going. No into uh, an area where uh, they're at risk of harm themselves. With all due respect to the Minneapolis police, your safety is not paramount. Your safety is not. It's the people's safety that is paramount. That's why you became a police officer. That's why they became police officers. I'm sure they want, the, the majority of the police officers want to curb this nonsense. And if you allow it to, uh, uh, you allow small incidents to occur, and then it metastasizes into the third precinct getting uh, burned down. You should have stopped this, nipped it in the bud in any way, shape, or form that you could have. And you wouldn't have had, the third precinct would still be standing. It would still be viable, but it's not. Can you that, shoot that, people if you're the cops? And I say this kind of half-jokingly, but half-not. Somebody breaks into your house tonight, Bernard. You can shoot them. If they're in your living room, what, uh, you yeah, can absolutely. shoot them. So if somebody breaks into a precinct, which is the, the cop's house, and uh, they're doing some violent things. Do they have to shoot at you first before you shoot them? No, you can shoot them in your. If they come into your home, you can shoot them. But uh, not in the precinct. E- even before in the precinct, I'm sure you could. I, I mean, I don't know. Shoot but it, it starts way before. It starts when they start throwing rocks and bottles. You go after them. You don't tolerate that, and it doesn't. At that point, you start arresting people, and you nip it in the bud early. If you allow them, because th- th- then uh, last night I. 
heard the reports. The uh, cases of beer were coming in. Whiskey was coming in. Then it's a big party. It's a big wild uh, animal block party is what it turns into. And that's, that's what it manifests. That's what, how, it, uh, as I said, metastasizes. Now you have a bunch of buildings burnt down because they didn't take action early on. This one black female protester, this is, this is the mentality, I guess. This is what she said. Listen to her. People coming out here and looting the, looting the stores, I understand. I feel your pains. It's not going to help. It's just going to continue to just diminish everything we are fighting for. But at the end of the day, we tried, the, we tried it the MLK way. And now people are trying the Malcolm X way. We tried it the MLK way. Well, when did they do that? Yeah, that's, at, a, that's at what, a good what question. Point did, was that Ferguson, Missouri? Was and, that Baltimore? And what are we talking about? I mean, uh, we're talking about some isolated, very, very isolated incidents. Again, uh, the, the hands up, don't, don't shoot hoax. Uh, it was a hoax. The uh, Baltimore thing, the cops, it turns out they did nothing wrong. So uh, what are you talking about? Any time that there is uh, an incident and we find that the cops did something wrong, they get punished for it. They get punished. They get arrested. They get suspended. They get punished. Not enough for these people. They want blood. Uh, First of all, they don't think it was a hoax. It was a hoax. There's no argument. It was a hoax. At no point did he say hands up. It was 1,000, like Russia, like Ukraine. It was a hoax. They don't think so. Uh, They don't think that uh, Freddie Gray did anything wrong. They don't think that this... You know, Michael Brown, you've seen Michael Brown described as an angelic kid. Hillary Clinton invited his mother up on stage during her presidential run. The last picture, by the way, I saw of Michael Brown. You want to talk about uh, bad guys in Missouri. The last picture I saw of him was him sitting at a card table with weed and guns. That was the last picture I saw of Michael Brown. And we know that he actually ran up to the cop, tried to take the cop's gun. Try to kill him. Now this poor cop has left St. Louis. No one knows where this guy His is. His life is ruined. Ruined. L- ruined completely. Now, uh, on CNN, just, uh, just listen to uh, Don Lemon lectures uh, Chris uh, Fredo Cuomo. And just listen to the type of sheep uh, that uh, Cuomo turns into. It is not incumbent upon black people to stop racism. To stop this, it is incumbent upon people who hold the power in this society to help to do that, to do the heavy lifting. And guess who that is? Who is that, Chris? White people. That's right, white boy. Two gross people. Right. Gross. Two gross people. What a little bitch. Uh, but it's a Van Jones is doing it. Now you no, get, but I mean, Chris Fredo Cuomo oh, just stands there. He's like course. a stooge. I mean, give me a break. Now, finally, NBC has told their reporters, do not call this a riot. So you had this, uh, uh, by the way, there was a CNN news crew, Deb reported it in her news, got arrested this morning. They were told to move. They didn't. They were arrested. Thankfully, the Minneapolis Police Department is taking some type of action. But uh, Ali Velchi, this guy was reporting Uh from Minneapolis, right, this bald-headed America hater. He's there, and uh, he's he's apparently following, abiding by the uh, uh, edict from NBC News. Take a listen. I want to be clear in how I characterize this. This is a, mostly a protest. Uh, it is not. Uh, it is not generally speaking unruly. But fires have been started. But but, but but it's not unruly. But fires have been started. I mean, it's, 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 you can't make it up. And by the way, Joe Biden two days ago he said uh, uh, this is systemic racism. Now, read that. Just read, read between the lines there. He's saying that the cops are racist. He's doing just what Bill de Blasio did. The yeah. cops are, he's throwing the cops under the bus. When he's talking about systemic racism, in this case, he's talking about police. There is racism throughout the, uh, our, our men in blue throughout the nation. That's what he's saying, systemic. He's, a, he's, a, he's, he's as bad as they are because it's just like Cuomo. He knows better. Cuomo knows better, but they pander. And, and so that makes them just, and they listen to the radicals in their party. 
So they're just as dangerous. They cave to them. They're, 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 they're spineless. Uh, and this guy, he may be the next president of the United States, folks. I would be scared. I'd be making my plans to move. <laughs> I'm right I'm, with I'm you. glad I have Irish citizenship <laughs> yeah. because uh, I got one foot out of the damn country. Yeah, you should. Tonight, tonight, the world begins again. Better days by the Goo Goo Dolls at 728 on your Friday morning. world is a rough place right now. United States is a very rough place right now. And uh, we are dealing with a whole bunch of uh, really bad stuff. Hey, uh, that CNN reporter who got arrested, I think we've actually got audio of that. The actual audio of the CNN. What is this, a reporter, a cameraman, both? What are the details here? It's a reporter. Okay, a CNN reporter getting arrested. And here's, uh, here's what it sounded like. I'm sorry? You're under arrest. Okay. Do you mind oh, whoa, telling whoa, whoa, whoa. me why I'm under arrest, sir? Why, why am I under arrest, sir? Okay. You are arresting him live on CNN. We, we told you before that we are with CNN. If you're just tuning in, you are watching our correspondent, Omar Jimenez, being arrested Good. by state police in Minnesota. We're Good. not sure why our correspondent is being arrested. Good. You should get the electric chair. Well, you, you heard, uh, <laughs> she said it was the state police. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Not instructed, uh, apparently, by the liberal mayor, but uh, yeah. state police a little tougher, perhaps, than the uh, Minneapolis city police. Probably. Because um, Waltz doesn't take as much garbage as Jacob Fry does. Yeah, he's, he's one of these activists, uh, Bill de Blasio types. Oh, guys. the worst. The absolute worst. One more, uh, one call, I should say, before we get to Artie Idala, the great attorney coming up in about 10 minutes. Mike is in Elmont on line four. Good morning, Mike. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. And um, that CNN reporter is getting arrested because he kidnapped the Lindbergh baby. Guys, this is what's taking place out there. There's no confrontation with the rioters. They're let, to, they're let to do whatever they want to do. And the hard left is going to be the hard left. I said years ago, starve them. Don't listen to their shows. Don't buy their nonsense, their paper print, whatever. People still bought into it. But here's the answer. End race quotas, end illegal immigration, end the big juicy welfare checks, and you'll have them going crazy. Why go crazy? The, the nursing home scandals where they have numerous videos of people beating up patients in there. You don't see nothing about this. Trump's going to have more investigators on this shoot, uh, this killing in Minneapolis than they had on the Kennedy assassination. But those videos of the people getting beat up and plummeted in, in those nursing homes go unchecked and not noticed by the rest of the country. Maybe we know about it because we're informed. That has to be shown, but it isn't going to be shown. No, it's not. <clears throat> that, that nursing home incident, which uh, I brought up a couple of weeks ago, got no national news play. And it plays right into the nursing home scandal, the blue state nursing home scandal. And yet it was ignored. It was, it was horrendous. And you would think it bleeds, if it bleeds, it leads is the, the mantra of the news. If they have video of something comp- as compelling and horrific as that, they lead with it. They didn't do it. No, it doesn't fit their narrative. Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show. Heard live everywhere on the 77 WABC app. This is, of course, the Rolling Stones' latest hit, believe it or not. And how appropriate. They taped it about a year ago, living in a ghost town, which is where you and I are right now, Sydney, right in the heart of Manhattan. 
And uh, it happens to also be our next guest's favorite band, the Rolling Stones. Arthur Idala is a celebrity attorney, and he, I believe, he's been hiding out somewhere in an undisclosed location. He can tell us if he wants to, but uh, he's coming back. He's coming back, and he's back with us right now. Good morning to you, Artie. Listen to me, man. I miss you guys. I'm, I, you know, when Sid and I spoke yesterday, I was under the assumption I was coming into the studio, as I always do, and then I was told that I'm banned from the studio. No, 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 no. You're, you're not banned from the studio. The last time we had an in-studio guest was Bo Deedle about two months ago. You're not banned. It's nothing personal. There's no visitors allowed in this building. No, I know. It's, it's, listen, how about this? I, I, I didn't know this. Mary and my wife and I have, um, it's from her bachelorette pad that we never gave up in Manhattan. And it's just a little one. It's a small place in Manhattan. Um, and we haven't been to in a while because we haven't been anywhere in a while. But I find out, I passed by to get the mail the other night. And, like, you're not allowed to bring a guest in. I go, what do you mean? I can't, I can't you know, Marianne owns this place. What do you mean she can't bring a guest in? And, they, they, you know, I know all the guys, the doorman. They're like, yeah, even if she wanted to bring in her sister or whatever, we're not allowed to let her in. I'm like, that's, wow, wow. you know, that's hey. <laughs> kind of nuts. I mean, and, and it all ties in. Obviously, I always prepare before I talk to you guys it, it, with all the, it, it's like the, all the civil rights stuff. I mean, I'm reading this morning about, obviously, Minnesota, and they, and they breached a police precinct. And, I mean, that's on another level. They burned of, it like, down already. They burned it down. I mean, that's like another level of social unrest. And, and, <laughs> yes. You know, we're in a yeah, we're in a wild time. I mean, yeah, I have been hiding that. I just want to go back to the beach and put on my headphones and hmm. listen to the new Rolling Stones tune and and tune out what's going on. Yep. I mean, it's, ignorance it's is bliss. Scary yeah. stuff. No, yeah. it is. <laughs> ignorance is bliss. It is scary stuff. Well, but in the world of the law, I mean, the courts here in New York are starting to slowly open up. And what does that mean exactly? I know for a while there, for example, criminal cases were heard. Takapina told me he even did a couple on Zoom, but they were heard. But really anything else outside of that was not, including matrimonial or, you know, lawsuits. So is that stuff now good to go, basically? No, 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 no. It's not good to go at all. Um, and, and, yes, we have been doing some stuff on Zoom, but most of the stuff that was being done virtually had to do with letting people – uh, out of prison who had not been convicted of a crime. So they still had the presumption of innocence. And uh, you were asking a judge, say, look, judge, you know, we never asked you for bail in the past, or you said bail that was very high. These are people who are presumed innocent, and they're in a place that's now very, very unsafe. And this is still the United States of America. And even though you may be held, uh, you know, pending a trial, you shouldn't be uh, subjected to possibly dying. But no, in other words, there's no, the courts right now, you go to the courthouse, the criminal courthouse, they're locked. Um, they are starting to do uh, Zoom uh, hearings and things like that, but really only out of necessity. And I got to tell you guys, I, you know, obviously I listen to you and, and I'm kind of, I kind of lean in your direction regarding like, you know, are we overblowing this? And, and I spoke to one of my dearest friends, uh, he's actually from Poly Prep, uh, Dr. Michael Vitali last night, and he's a... The high-end guy, and he is not an alarmist. Like, he, that's, he doesn't err on the side of, of being an alarmist. And I was telling him about my parents. That's who I miss the most. I mean, I see them. I drop them off, but I don't really hang out with them. And, you know, he said, look, Art, you, you can't let your, your guard down. I mean, your dad's 81. Your mom's 79. You know, you got to still be really vigilant with them. And he kind of chastised me because I haven't gotten tested yet. He's like, you should get tested. He, you know, and he said, if you have the antibodies... 
you know, you could chill out a, a little bit. If you don't, then, you know, you have to continually get tested because you could get the virus, not know that you have it, and then go see your parents and get them sick. And, you know, you wouldn't be able to live with yourself if you got them sick. Well, so. listen, you know, Artie, everybody that's advocated that, that this has been an overreaction, everybody, without fail, have said we have to protect the vulnerable. The vulnerable have to be protect, protected. The two are exactly. not mutually exclusive. You can do both. And yeah. that, that's where they, that's where they're not listening to the science, the uh, lockdown uh, lunatics. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, you know, you were, again, going back to the law, I don't know. Bernie, if you get a, uh, a, a message now, I mean, you know, you're young and you're fit, but if you get a, uh, a notice to serve jury duty in the next month, I don't know, are you, are you going to say, okay, I'm going to go in, I'm going to sit in the grand jury, I'm going to sit in a closed room with 23 people, strangers, I mean, unless they're going to break open walls and make these rooms three times the size that they normally are. Yeah, that, I was going to say, there's not going to be any juries. I mean, I've heard yeah. them actually say maybe no juries till November. Now, like in restaurants, for example, already across the city, they're actually putting up, forgetting about a, like a, a, a piece of plastic in the middle of the table. They're actually designing tables now where there's a piece of plastic at every single seat. And I'm starting to think when, in fact, they allow juries back, and you know better than me, but I'm thinking maybe maybe the fall at best, that there's going to be some type of division like that to, to make sure that every one of them is protected from each yeah. other, which well, is crazy. Well, there have been some photographs that have been leaked out of, um, I don't know, I shouldn't say leaked out, they were distributed of, of the Southern District, so the federal court, and they showed the uh, witness box is all covered in plexiglass. Uh, there's going to be a plexiglass partition between the prosecutor's table and the defense table. And all they showed regarding the jurors was just the seats placed like six or seven feet apart. But the, the rooms, are, like everything's not big. And, oh, and then they're going to limit who could actually come in and see the trial. And there's going to be a lot of constitutional issues here. You know, Justice Scalia, one of his most famous decisions had to do with when they wanted a uh, um, a witness to testify on videotape or, or you know, on remotely, not to be in the courtroom. And Justice Scalia wrote a decision that's good law today that says, no, 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 the confrontation clause is, if you're going to be accusing someone of a crime, you guys need to be in the same room looking at each other's eyeballs and confronting someone. So I don't know how they're going to do an actual, have a witness come in and say, yeah, yeah, that's the guy who robbed me, if they're not right in the courtroom. Hmm. So there's a lot of... uh, a lot of unknowns, but I can tell you this, there, there are a lot of people working. And before we go, I want to compliment and thank you guys, because most of New Yorkers, like, our lives have changed. I mean, my life's changed dramatically in how I'm working and, you know, conducting business and still helping people the most I can. But you guys are kind of just been doing the same thing that you've been doing since March 15th when we all kind of got shut down. And it's a tremendous service, and I want to thank both of you because... Well, that's very nice of you, Arthur. Provide, it provides some normalcy for us as well, you know? Very like, nice. Okay, here's something that's normal. You turn on the radio and you hear these two guys screaming well, and yelling at each other. L- l- my, be- mother doesn't like, my mother doesn't like Sydney's language so much. No, I know. She gets upset. I know. I mean, your mother's from Brooklyn. Is she kidding me? Let me, <laughs> l- let me, return, well, us, yeah. let me return us, restore us to normalcy because I'm going to bring this up. You talked about these uh, prisoners. They're still innocent, and it's a dangerous place, but... You know that, uh, you know, never let a crisis go to waste. The, uh, the p- powers that be in New York City, they had this decarceration agenda. A guy in Brooklyn in February was arrested 
for spitting in a mother's face, threatening to kill her kids. Mm. He punched out a couple of guys who tried to defend the mother, and he called one of them a, a Puerto Rican F-word that rhymes with maggot. He was very violent, but they let him out with no, Hillary Gingold. You know, you've heard the name. Judge Hillary yep. Gingold let him out with no bail. No bail. So what happens on May 18th? He, he chokes out and he rapes a woman up in Harlem. She's, ex, she's expected to die any day. And uh, there's your decarceration agenda, your no-cash bail, and your Hillary Gingles of the world. Well, I listen, before he, the, the bail laws went into effect in the beginning of the year, before the COVID hit, they were already saying that they immediately needed to be readdressed. And, and that was pretty widespread from the governor to, to Mayor de Blasio to everyone. I mean, Bertie, I was in I was in court keeping my friend company who's a judge. The guy comes in, the defendant, and he's charged with displaying what appears to be a weapon in a bank and asking for money. And they catch him right. Hey, they don't give it to him. They ring the alarm. They catch him right there. And the judge doesn't sit bail. Who's my buddy? So after it's, I go, are you nuts? You don't sit. He goes, I can't sit bail. It's a rob two without a weapon. He goes, under the new bail law, I am not allowed to set bail. Jeez. I was like, I grabbed my head. I was like, that's insane. Man. You're robbing banks and there's no bail. So That's your boy, yeah, Governor Cuomo. Things, that's your boy. Hey, things, listen. When things get back to normal, we got to fix, we gotta fix back it. Back to normal? We don't know what back yeah. to normal is, if, it, if it's ever going to get You're back right. to normal. It'll, ne- it'll never be back to no, normal. No, no. It'll always be, it's always going to be. It'd be crazy. Well, I hope the normal is. I want to come in the studio. I miss you guys. The no, we miss you too. Yes, yes, you look beautiful. Do. You got those great suits. You wear the hat. You look gorgeous. Last I one. I haven't worn a suit. I haven't worn a suit since Harvey Weinstein's. Um, I know. I said that the March 11th. I, actually, March 11th. I know. I'm wearing sweatpants and a t-shirt now. Bernie's wearing jeans and a shirt. I said to Bernie yesterday. I went into my closet. So all this beautiful Joseph Abood clothing, I'm like, I'm ever going to wear it again. You know, you mentioned Harvey Weinstein, Artie, on the way out here. And uh, Michael Cohen, I think, is home now. And uh, that, that, what's the other douchebag? Avenatti. Avenatti, he's home now. Um, I can't believe that one. Avenatti. I know. Now, 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 is Harvey mad at you because he's not home right now? No. Well, those guys were released by the feds. I, I will tell you this. The state, New York State, you want to talk about them letting everyone out? I think New York State has let out one convicted person. That's one. it? That's Cohen? One. And that, no, no, no. He, that's the feds. Oh, okay. Right, right. I see. I'm no, 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 New no. New, no Governor Cuomo's let out 1,100 uh, state inmates. 1,100. Yeah, but I don't know if those were, I don't know if those were convicted people. There's a big difference between uh, whether uh, they've been convicted well, if they're doing or state, they're pending. If they're doing state time, uh, they were convicted. They were well, let out maybe, of prisons, not jails, prisons. I, you know, Bernie, i got to be honest with you. My whole team has been looking to find out who these people are, and we can't find anywhere. I mean, we've called every prison and, because we've been trying to get i got an 81-year-old guy who's done 95% of his time. Okay? He's, he's going to come out in December. So we asked, can he come out six months early? They said no. Really? I'm like, okay. He's 81, and he's done 95% of his time, 94.5% of his time. And he's going to get out in December, and they said no. And I said, if you're not letting this guy, and the, and the guy next to him died of the coronavirus, he's got the, he's in Fishkill, which has the highest episodes of coronavirus, and they're not letting him out. So it scratches my head on who's getting out and who's not getting out. Yeah, but we can't maybe find right. any maybe real right. list. We can't find any real list of anyone who's who's being sprung, especially not by the Department of Corrections. Right? Maybe Cuomo's letting people out out of some you know his uh, clemency powers, but. Mm. 
That's interesting. Well, if you guys keep fighting a good fight, make sure Bernie's wearing his Timberland boots. That'll help with the normal season. No, listen, it's, it's, it's summertime. It's, come on, come on. We do. What, 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 what do you switch to now, Bernie? What's the footwear now in the summer? I am wearing uh, sneakers. Sneakers, yes. Yeah. I'm wearing my Michael Jordans. He looks very handsome. Oh, you don't go with the pro kids? No, I got no. those. I have, I have the Converse folk heads. I'm not looking to get beat up on the streets. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, we love you. We do miss you. And um, we're glad you're getting back to work in some capacity. And as uh, soon as... doors are open, I'm coming in, You're man. the first one, I promise you. As soon, for you and Bo, though, the first two people allowed in. So you keep calling us, though, and stay well. We love you, Artie. Thank you so much. All right. God bless. Keep up the great work, guys. And tell your mom I'm sorry. I love her, too. I just I can't She's help myself. Listening. She's listening. It's my mother's fault. My mother's got a potty mouth. She's from Kings Highway. She can't help us. Okay, we love you. <laughs> Artie, we love you, and we'll come back on the Bernie and Citra. you got to hear some of this Jim Brewer stuff from my Instagram live show last night. I, even Bernie hasn't heard it yet. I promise you, I pro- you may even make in your pants you're going to laugh so hard. I promise. Right here, right now, 8.06 on your Friday morning, Bernie and Sid, second half of the show. The great comedic actor Bob Saget will be here next hour. Also another edition of WABC Cares coming up uh, at the end of the 9 o'clock hour. And you know the big stories today, of course. Uh, Minnesota, that's that's the epicenter right now. Minneapolis basically burnt down last night. They burned down the third police precinct. There's riots. There's looting. There's... uh, Somebody died. It's just disgusting. Uh, in the wake of George Floyd's death. The National Guard has arrived, however, and uh, maybe this will put an end to it. They have not arrested the police officer. The uh, Henneman County uh, District Attorney says, I will not rush justice. I don't know what he's waiting for, but yeah, uh, he will not rush justice. Okay, fine. Yeah. So anyway, we, we are, that's where we are right now. It was a horrible night in Minnesota, and... Uh, they took one of the president's uh, tweets down. He talked about when the looting uh, begins, the shooting starts. Yeah. And they said, uh, nah. Yeah. Twitter took it down. And coincident- coincidentally, he signed the executive order yesterday saying that Twitter is no longer an exempt um, uh, a platform. In other words, it's going to be just like the Washington Post and the Daily News and NBC News. You can be sued for libel. You're on yeah. the hook for things. You're no longer a... A private entity, necessarily. Good. That, that's the way it should be. Uh, again, I wouldn't have used, back to what we talked about two hours ago, that verbiage of I'm President Trump, but we've been over this a million times. Uh, and, and truthfully, I'm okay with it, but I could also see why somebody wouldn't be. Anyway, uh, that's, that's the Minnesota story, and it did come here to New York, Union Square last night. Bernie, what would you say, 70 arrested? 70 people arrested. Now, that's the way it should have been in, in Minneapolis. Uh, they arrested the people here in New York City, t- t- much to the credit of the NYPD. Out in Minneapolis, they didn't arrest anybody. They just pretty much let everybody uh, run wild. <laughs> I know. For, for, for the first night, then the second night. So, so they know they can get away with it. Yep. And therefore, it metastasizes into the next thing you know, the, the police precinct's burnt down. Here, they arrested 70 people, and they pretty much controlled. I guess yeah. the city is shut down anyway. Right, so. there's nobody out. Black Lives Matter ran this rally here last night. I did put a uh, APP out for my cousin, Norm Coleman, who, of course, was the mayor of St. Paul, Minnesota for eight years and was a senator in that state. He did lose eventually to Al Franken, also lost the gubernatorial to Jesse Ventura. But I did put the, uh, the text here to Norm. If he could hop on, he lives right there. He's That'd right in the great. middle of it. That'd be great. Yep, so we'll see if uh, Norman will stop by. So that is the other Minnesota stuff. The, the lockout, nothing's changed. 
So let's so let's get some laughs in here. Why not? It's it's been a uh, well, depressing news cycle. So I told you I've been doing these Instagram live shows, usually about thirty minutes in length, for my apartment in New York City. I did uh, Hall of Fame boxing trainer Teddy Atlas on Saturday. That was uh, that night. ESPN ran a special on Iron Mike Tyson. So I had Teddy Atlas on. He was, in, he was in his den in Staten Island. I was in my living room on the Upper West Side. We had a great 30-minute show talking about Mike Tyson. Then Monday night, I brought on a girl who was uh, her first job ever in radio was my producer. She went on to actually moderate the show between Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp, undisputed. Now she's Colin Coward's sidekick and Hall of Fame Miami Dolphin player Jason Taylor's sister, Joy Taylor, was my guest on Monday night. Then Tuesday night, the always funny Lisa Lampanelli stopped by, and that was a great 30 minutes of quote-unquote television. So last night, uh, Jim Brewer. Brewer was actually having some birthday party for his daughter or something out in the backyard in New Jersey, but he was kind enough to hop on Instagram Live with me last night. It was about 30 minutes, and it was a riot. Now, unfortunately, when you hear audio from Jim Brewer, you don't see the physical contact. Very few people can contort their face and be funnier physically than Jim Brewer. You would agree with that, right? I mean, he, he is a, a great uh, performer, yes. The physical part of uh, his movements, his gesticulations, his, uh, as you point out, his facial distortions that he affects, it, it, it enhances the comedy uh, greatly. However, his words are, 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 are funny in they and of themselves. He was actually funny and serious last night because this is a very serious time. So the way I dressed for this last night was I wore a Met jersey. Everybody knows that Jim Brewer is a diehard New York Met fan. He was able to figure out in the first three minutes, wow, that's a Jacob DeGrom jersey. Now the name and the number is on the back of the jersey. He never saw it, but he figured out it was Jacob DeGrom. So he started talking about the Mets and baseball and, you know, he doesn't want them to come back. He's just like me. He says, I don't want a half a season. I don't want to hear the Mets only won because of half a season. He sounded exactly like me. But he did have one little caveat. Maybe they can play baseball if they do it this way. Here's Jim Brewer for. How about they play for charity? How about, how about. I like this. They play games. And if you want to donate and if you want to show up at the stadium at your own risk. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. And I'll tell you right now, if you're in Section 305 by yourself with a mask on, <laughs> Section 308, be careful. COVID's flying in the air. Now, you got to understand, he, he rubs his face up against the phone when he says, your face with a mask yeah. on. And it's hilarious. So then he goes on to defend President Trump. He's talking about the media and the race wars, what's going on in Minnesota. Here's Jim Brewer, five and six. You see the news. It's almost comical. Oh, no, people feeling united. Start a race war! Show a black guy beating up an old man! Show a black guy get murdered by a white cop! Burn some buildings down! Black versus white! What? Can we get the gays and the lesbians to start hating heterosexuals and the heterosexuals start going after the gays and lesbians? It's so obvious. Their game plan is always to divide and conquer. When I watch them ask questions... <laughs> To the president, how do you, who lets in the guy going, so let me ask you this, Mr. <laughs> president. And he's got to look at his notepad and go, how many deaths do you think it's worth to get reelected? What kind of parents do you have that gave you no morals in life that you call?
come up with that as a go? You got one shot the president, and that's what you throw out? How about, Mr. President, I'm, I'm thinking about the elderly that don't get to see their family. Is there where, how many deaths is it worth for you to get reelected? Are they Satan? Are they called me the news media, but I should really be called Satan? Divide, conquer, race wars, sexuality. <laughs> so now he gets to the local uh, stuff. Uh, it's very it's great. Good. And very he makes good. a Satan face. And it's, again, you have to go to my Instagram live, my Instagram page. It's right there. You can watch it. The last three are all local stuff, Bernie. He talks about us living in a socialism, uh, socialistic society. And then he, <laughs> then he does the Bill de Blasio and Andrew Cromo briefing. And it uh, sounded like this. I heard de Blasio give a speech the other day. It sounded like this. And then I heard Como go. And I heard the crowd go. Hey. That's it. The fascists. Yep. And the, the Germans actually, of course, are playing on uh, his name. One more. Is there one more in, uh, for Jimmy? You got one more. Play the last one. This is Jim Brewer again, Instagram Live from last night. He's on our page. I have a friend from Portugal, right? I'm going soon with this. Trust me. And a couple months ago, he was going, you know, we talk about what Bernie Sanders was pushing socialism. And the kids are like, yeah, we should have everything for free. You're sexist. You're racist. Anything that him ist, I was it. He goes, you know, I came from a socialist country. He goes, what you people don't realize is when you live in a socialist country, yeah, you get it. But what you don't realize is when you talk, there's secret police. And they knock on your door at 3 in the morning. And they go, do, 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 do. Hey, remember that stuff you were talking about today in the uh, cafe? Come with us tonight. <laughs> Say goodbye to your family. Well, guess what? We're living it. We're living it. We're living it. I just see someone and they're not wearing a mask and they're only sitting there five feet apart. Arrest them. Arrest them. We're in communism. It's for their health. It's for your health. You're getting people sick. Hello. God bless America. So there it is, uh, Jim Brewer, who, who, same thing as us, he can't stand the masks, he can't stand the socialism that we experience here every single day, he can't stand de Blasio and Cuomo, he thinks the president is being treated uh, highly unfairly. He actually went on to say, we didn't play it, uh, much like you said this morning, if, if Joe Biden wins, if Joe Biden wins, he's got to go, he's got to leave, he's, hey, he can't stay. The best humor is rooted in truth, and, and all of that was true. And it was hilarious. Here's uh, Danny in Queens talking about wearing masks, Bernard, on line six. Good morning, Danny. <laughs> Danny, uh, lower your radio, please. All right, you're not there. Goodbye. See you. Let's go to... By the way, Danny, I, I brought up the uh, ahead, WHO sorry. says that uh, masks are useless. Don't, you, you only should wear a mask if you're treating... A COVID patient. Otherwise, you don't need them. That's the WHO. Wake up. 1-800-848-WABC. 1-800-848-9222. Comedic actor Bob Saget. He'll be here next hour. Another edition of WABC Cares. And uh, maybe Norm Coleman from Minnesota as well. Keep it right here. Bernie and Sid on a Friday. Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show. Heard everywhere on the 77 WABC app. This uh, last Friday in May, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. Goodbye to May. Good riddance to it, actually. What a, what a rotten May it was. 
Weather-wise, uh, I mean, just just everything. What a what a terrible year so far. However, June brings uh, <laughs> brighter times. Hopefully, summertime summertime is coming, and uh, we're slowly reopening. I guess I really don't know. I mean, phase one uh, uh, reopening in Long Island. Nobody can tell the difference. Seems like the same crap. Seems like the same garbage they're dragging their feet. Uh, Andrew Slomo Cuomo, I'm a cool dude in a loose mood. Yeah, look, hey, I'm on TV. This is great. Meanwhile, uh, businesses are dying. People are dying. So suicides are way up. All kinds What's of... What's the Really? What's, and, and plus the guy's a, a, a big-time big time phony, double-talking weasel liar. This is what he said last week. He was talking about... Um, Let's see. He was talking. This is Cuomo one. He was talking last week about how he's blaming President Trump for the nursing home scandal. You know, remember his edict put in covid infected patients into the nursing homes right now. Put them in right now. I don't want to hear a word from you people. Take them. You have to take them. That was his mandate. It's not been erased, by the way, from any New York state uh, online literature. But this is what he said last week about it. Anyone who wants to ask, why did the state uh, do that with COVID patients in nursing home, it's because the state followed President Trump's CDC guidance. So they should ask President Trump. I think, I think that will stop the conversation. So, of course, uh, A, before I get to, the, the, that was a lie in itself. The, the uh, uh, federal CDC guidelines said that the nursing home explicitly said has to have the ability, seg- the, the abilities to segregate these people before you send any COVID-infected patients, unlike Cuomo's mandate, which said it doesn't matter. You have to take these people. That's it. You have to take them back. And it was, it, it was essentially done overnight. So they had no time to prepare to do anything on their own. They were overwhelmed to begin with. So anyway, yesterday he was asked about why did you blame President Trump. Take a listen. Last week you blamed the 5,000 nursing home deaths uh, in your President Trump and these CDC guidelines. I'm wondering if you raised that issue with him. Uh, No, but I never did that. I never did that. He never did that. It's on tape. (laughs) Just played it. He never did that. He's a double-talking, uh, he's a low-life a scumbag is what he is, who's ruining New York City and New York State, of course, in many, many different ways. Many ways he's been, he was doing it before the pandemic, uh, and now it's, it's exponentially worse. It's just awful. It's terrible. It really is disgusting is what it is. Speaking of which, out in Minneapolis, uh, what they're allowing out there, the mayor and the police commissioner not sending the police to deal with these rioters, and that's what they are. They're looting, they're rioting, they're committing arson. They burnt down the third precinct where the uh, cop, the cop who murdered uh, poor George Floyd, they burnt it down because the police did not stop them. They, 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 no, no enforcement against these Antifa creeps and, uh, and, and the, the, these violent protesters. They're drinking beer, they're drinking whiskey, they're going crazy. And speaking of uh, these Antifa creeps, most of these guys, are, they're all white guys. They're all these guilty white idiots who live in mom's basement somewhere and escaped. The black people don't, don't even want them there. This is one a protester yesterday talking about these white people with, the, uh, with their, you know, their thug masks on. Listen to this. To all my white brothers and sisters, we appreciate y'all being out here and supporting us. Hey. But this is not y'all space. This is not your space. Not your space, white boy. Get the hell on out of here. We don't need your help. We're going to kill you. 
So that was that yesterday. I mean, and it was just, the whole thing was horrific uh, last night. Multiple buildings burnt. Uh, somebody died. I, I think it was the night before somebody died. Who knows how many people died last night? I mean, we'll get those figures in uh, coming up here soon. Uh, also, uh, well, well, you have the, uh, the, the Hennepin County District Attorney. We'll get to him in, the first, uh, in a second. First, let me play this guy, Trey Gowdy. He's a former congressman from South Carolina. He said this about the actual killing of George Floyd. He said this last night. Take a listen. Take the uniform off of that police officer. Just have a man with his knee on another man's neck. There'd already be an arrest. And I don't need to wait on the feds. This is a violation of Minnesota state law. This is murder. It's either murder one, two, or three under Minnesota law, but it's one of the three. So I'm happy that the feds are investigating civil rights violation, but you can take all the time you want for that. There's really no reason that this officer has not already been charged with either murder one two or three and it's hard to argue with that i mean it's uh, i mean you have it on videotape what he did for six minutes with his knee on the guy's neck i mean it really is hard to argue with that but uh the hennepin county district attorney that's uh, where minneapolis is the guy in charge of charging uh the police officer if and when he does he said this last night we have to do this right we have to prove it in a court of law and i will just point to you the comparison to what happened in billy in baltimore in the gray case it was a rush to charge it was a rush to justice and all of those people were found not guilty i will not rush justice because justice cannot be rushed now, I, I actually said that the first day. You can't reserve judgment until I see some videotape. And I saw the videotape, and, and the videotape is clear. I mean, maybe it was, it's police procedure. Maybe he's waiting for something like that. I don't know. And, and, say, and, and with the Ferguson and, as he mentioned, Baltimore, there was no videotape. The only thing you don't see, though, is you see the cops walking him across the street. In handcuffs. Right. And the next scene, he's on the floor with the cop's knee on his neck. So what transpired in between him walking with the cop to where he was actually now being held down on the floor? Well, when you have uh, uh, at least four cops and one guy in handcuffs, you should be able to take care of that. I agree. You really should. And by the way, uh, this is it, it would be justice for the guy Floyd, but this makes life difficult for all police officers all across the country. Very, very, very difficult. And by the way, Amy Klobuchar... Her chances for being a Joe Biden's a VP a running mate, I mean, that's never going to happen now. She was uh, that guy's predecessor uh, maybe a few years ago, by a few years. Anyway, she declined to prosecute this same cop when he was charged with uh, police brutality. So she, there goes her chances out the window of becoming uh, the next president of the United maybe, States. Maybe, maybe not. You would hope so if people are, I mean, there's, there's so many bad people on the left that end up getting elected and people look the other way. He had 10 prior misconduct issues, 10, 10. in his 19-year career. Right. So uh, I don't know what they're waiting for. But anyway, uh, speaking of Joe Biden, one last one here. Joe Biden, he continues to uh, provide comic relief. I mean, the guy is clearly just... just he really is totally out to lunch. A dotard, to quote Kim Jong-un. Listen to Joe Biden. Delaware used to be part of Pennsylvania. That's right, but we declared our independence on December the 7th, by the way. You know, <laughs> and it's not just D-Day. Anyway, but look, um, one, one of the things that, um, uh, um, that I think is really important is that uh, we somehow put that back on. There's somehow that we're in a situation where we uh, um, we we work together. Oh my 
December the 7th is not just D-Day. <laughs> and then even after getting that date wrong, he went on to say nothing for a good 60 no, seconds. not a damn thing. I mean, that was weird. I mean, this country is in big-ass trouble if they elect this guy. Because, and by the way, he, he's the one who said that uh, what happened in Minneapolis uh, is an example of systemic racism, yeah. a.k.a. the cops are racist. And you say he just All righty, folks. Welcome back to the Bernie and Sid in the Morning Show 840. Good Shabbos, everybody out there. Last weekend in May, don't you feel it, baby? Doesn't it feel great? Thank you, Mayor Cuomo, Mayor de Blasio and Governor Cuomo. Thank you. Let me just say it again. It's not nearly as bad out there as they want you to believe it is. It's just not. It's not. It hasn't been for a long time, so. What do you mean? Uh, the, the virus. The virus. Uh, all this oh, yeah. nonsense. No, no, but the, uh, the, the depression is, the economic yes. depression. Yes. Oh, that's awful. Horrendous. Awful. This city is worse than Detroit right now. Worse well, than Detroit? Right now, yes. <laughs> I mean, will it come back? That's the question. Uh, the rest of the country will come back. Will New York come back? That's, that is the question. Well, you know, this um, Bobby guy on Staten Island yesterday opened up his unbelievable tanning salon. I know. And, uh, <laughs> didn't work out. Didn't work out. Uh, it, you know, the same thing with the uh, Tillis gym owner down in New Jersey. I mean, this was New York. It's Cuomo de Blasio. That was Phil Murphy. But, you know, they're not playing nice. And, and it's going to scare the crap. I know we're still going to have the thousand businesses in New Jersey and whatever else is going on. I don't know. But so far, what I've seen, they're, they're locking you up. They're, they're, they're putting padlocks. They're taking your licenses away. They are, they're coming to kill you. Let us see what happens uh, Monday when you have a thousand salons open. The Governor Murphy says, hey, you're playing with fire, you people. Well, let's see what you do to a thousand, uh, mostly probably mostly female salon owners. So what, what if, in fact... They do what they've done to the gym owner in Jersey, the tanning salon on Staten I mean, they, Island. They, they, would have to mo- they would have to mobilize a lot of police resources in order to... Look, uh, it's a hypothetical. Let's say they do it. Well, let's find out. Then what? Then we're done. What are you going to do? Let's see. Let's see. Let us, let us wait and see. I mean, these guys, they, 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 and I, they're, like, they're like warning you. They're warning you. You know, they're not, and they're not being nice about it. They're like, but look, as I said before, uh, the Revolutionary War, George Washington was a well-off man. John Adams was a well-off man. You know what they faced? They faced the rope hanging. They faced execution. A lot of people don't realize that. I mean, it wasn't just like, oh, if we lose, we lose. No, they would have been executed, and they knew that. And so, you know, a certain amount of rebellion is necessary when you're dealing with uh, totalitarian socialist tyrants. And uh, uh, numbers, there's strength in numbers. So you have a 1,000. Let's see what happens. Uh, hopefully it works out. It might not, but uh, at least they gave it a shot because at this point, I'm sure, like the guy yesterday, he has no choice. He's probably going to have to close up now. Well, he is closed up now. I mean, for good. Well, they took his license, I think. Well, they took the, the, they, they, license, they took the barbershop license uh, away from the guy in M- Michigan, and he got it back from a judge. Yeah, I'm not sure it's as easy to sue these guys here. As it is Michigan. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I hope so. I hope so. But at least I, I like the uh, spirit. Right, listen, I, I give more the credit in the world, but I feel badly, too, because those people are trying to be the one to kind of help fix it, and they're getting clobbered. They're getting clobbered. It, it, yeah. You can't even enjoy the, no, these, the, the courage and the bravery because they're getting clobbered. No, no, no. These, these people are the absolute, uh, the, uh, they're an abomination. They're uh, absolutely ruining this city and the state, and they've, already, they've been in the process of doing so for a long time, but now... My God, those last couple of months, awful. All right, back here on WABC. Let's go right to the scene of the crime, of course. Third Precinct of Minneapolis set on fire last night, and they are the Twin Cities, so 
I'm hearing that St. Paul now may be in harm's way. My first cousin, Norm Coleman, spent eight years as the mayor in St. Paul, senator from the great state of Minnesota. Terrific uh, young man, politician, and here he is live from Minnesota. Norm, first of all, how you feeling, cuz? Thank God I'm doing well. Uh, you know, doing well with, with COVID. Actually, up in northern Minnesota, so a little bit away from St. Paul. But I have to tell you, uh, you know, they, 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 they broke into and looted a, a neighborhood liquor store uh, shop about four blocks from my house. Quiet neighborhood, and not in the sense of anything. Uh, I said my heart breaks for, you know, over, over the death that occurred of George Betts. And, uh, I got to tell you, I was a prosecutor for many years. I'd have the cop that did that. I'd have him in jail. I think there's probable cause looking at that case. But you've got to separate then the, 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 uh, the legitimate grief and the protest from the thugs and the looters. Uh, and, and uh, you know, it's unfortunately been out of control. So you've got, you know, folks who are, who are protesting, who have legitimate concerns, and then you've got folks that are, you know, breaking into uh, mm-hmm. pharmacies and stealing safes filled with prescription drugs. It's that, that may be my prescription. I'm fighting right. my cancer. i got a prescription that I take. You know, I take stuff on a regular basis, uh, and they're caught in that stuff away. Uh, it is, uh, the National Guard has been called in. Uh, that's a good thing. you got to preserve order. So, so well, let's get justice done. But uh, I think uh, it certainly, it breaks my heart to watch what's happening in both Minneapolis and St. Paul today. So what is, uh, what do you think? Uh, the Henneman County uh, DA, the, uh, he, he says that uh, he won't be rushed. Justice will be done, yeah. but I will not be rushed. However, as you point out, Norm, I mean, the probable cause is right there on tape. What do you think he's waiting for? Yeah. I, I think he's an old-fashioned prosecutor. I, I know him, and you know, typically with old-fashioned prosecutors, you, you kind of uh, maybe it could be the grand jury. You, you have the BCA, the Criminal Bureau of Apprehension, uh, have investigate. And particularly with cops, uh, you know, there, there is a different standard. Uh, but in today's day and age, said you can't have that different standard. When you see a tape like that, you can't have that kind of standard. Uh, is there a probable cause? That's a standard. It's a legal standard. So, so uh, you know, that, that cop should be arrested. Should be in jail. I'll let the investigation. That's probable cause, but at the same time, it's not a justification for, for the rage, for the looting, for, for you know, what happened at the Target, what happened at the neighborhood stores, what happened. And these are people's livelihoods. We're already small business has been devastated by COVID, and now the men and women who work for those shops in, in our neighborhoods, uh, they're, they're further impacted. So legitimate grief, legitimate outrage. Uh, I, I disagree with the judgment of the prosecutor. I was a prosecutor for many years. I headed the criminal division of the attorney general's office in Minnesota before I got elected mayor. Uh, I, I would put this guy in jail. I think in this day and age, the, the way things, you got to move quicker than you might yes. have. Yes. No question. So, Norm, you know, obviously at a time like this, and again, you did serve as mayor of St. Paul for eight years. Political leadership is uh, so important. And uh, we're not there, but uh, we have heard enough from this Jacob Fry clown going back to when he uh, tried to upcharge President Trump when he tried to hold when he did hold his rally actually in your great state of Minnesota. And he's done nothing here. But, uh, you know, if anything, stoked the fires and and uh, he's actually on the side of the rioters. He's put the choke chain on the police. On the police. Uh, uh, again, as a, as a man that served uh, mayor two terms in St. Paul, you got to watch Jacob Fry and be sick to your stomach. It, it, it all it, it just breaks my heart. It, it really does. Uh, and I don't want to be pointing fingers at this time. It's, it's, it's too tragic a moment. Uh, but i got to tell you, Sid, I don't want to be this political, but, but I think in a certain kind of liberal leadership, okay, uh, is not leadership. If not out there, one, you've you got to, again, yeah, the action needs to be taken against this cop, no question about that. But then you also got to con- be condemning the, you know, the, the rioters and, and, and the looters. Uh, just a quick little anecdote. For about over 40 years ago, I prosecuted 
cases in northern in Minnesota, western Minnesota, or construction of a power line. It was a big deal. I used to have to have security guards around me when I went into court to try these cases. But I have to tell you, Sid, there was a difference between the folks who were protesting the power line and the thugs who were beating up security guards and others. Okay, they would have been thugs on any on any place. The folks who are doing this looting, the folks who are doing this destruction, that's that they're not protesters. Okay, they're not. That's that's not legitimate rage. And so. In the end, I, I think leadership creates a vacuum. Vacuums get filled, and in this case, filled with violence. And, and so you know, the National Guard is out there, hopefully restore order. Uh, but, uh, again, terrible tragedy uh, from the very beginning, a terrible tragedy, uh, the result of what's transpired. Yes, uh, Norm Bernard here. Uh, look, there's been three nights of rioting, three nights. Now, do you think if the mayor and the police chief, who uh, the police chief, by the way, said, it puts our guys in harm's way. Excuse me, but that's what they're supposed to be in harm's way. Their, their safety is not paramount. The safety of the public is paramount. Anyway, that's what he said. Do you think that if they nipped it in the bud on night one, that the third precinct would be burnt down right now? Uh, if I was mayor, I, I would have uh, I would have arrested the first person <laughs> that, that, that threw a rock. Uh, exactly. That, that, that to talk, and I would arrest the second person. I would arrest the third, and maybe there wouldn't have been a fourth. Uh, that's all. I just, uh, I, I think, uh, unfortunately, we, we, we kind of pay the price uh, for our action or inaction. Again, I don't want to be pointing fingers. It's just too tragic. But it's a good thing the National Guard is there. You've got you to enforce order. Folks are being hurt across the board. Yes, terrible, terrible tragedy. Arrest the, the guys that did it. Let criminal justice system work its way. But don't let a neighborhood get burnt down. Uh, you're, you're impacting lives across the board, across the board, and, and, and uh, in a deep and profound way, which will scar these cities for a long time to come. So, yeah, I, I don't want to point fingers, but I got to tell you, if, if I had been there, uh, there would have been a lot more. I, I, I would have, uh, my, my cops would have been more, more active, and I would yeah. have had the National Guard in there perhaps the next day to make sure that this yeah. stuff didn't happen. Norm Coleman, my first cousin from the great state of Minnesota. I know that uh, you talk to Trump every now and then. And, uh, you know, listen, he's in a tough spot. You got the COVID-19 ravaging the country's economy. Now you got this. None of those things are President Trump's fault, but but uh, they may loom large come November. It doesn't matter how out of it Joe Biden is. If these things continue to not go well for President Trump, he may suffer a defeat come November. Are you feeling that? Yeah, so just uh, we switch to politics quickly. In the end, uh, people are going to be looking at who's going to get this economy back in place quicker. Who's going to do that? And I got to believe they're going to trust Donald Trump rather than Joe Biden. Okay, and 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 uh, you know uh, we got we got to open this the economy up. We got to get people back to work. The president's been out there. I also uh, for the president for first you know stepping into this issue uh, for, for sending a justice department uh, to, to say that they're investigating. I, I think he tweeted something that also said, "Listen." Uh, you know, we need to take care of the injustice and in terms of this terrible killing. But at the same time, uh, you know, when you, when you start looting, uh, we have to react. So we're a long way from November, gentlemen. We're a long way from November. Oh, yeah. And in the, in the end, if, if, it's, if it's always in the, if it's the economy stupid, right, if it's your job, who do you trust to, to get this economy moving forward? Who do you trust to deal with China? You're absolutely right, Norm Coleman. It, it would be in those two cases, uh, President Trump. And if civil rest continues you you're old enough to remember like i am back in the 60s when it was all chaotic uh, back in 1968 riots in the street all kinds of problems the vietnam war people voted for richard nixon because they wanted law and order and that's what uh, that that may play into president trump's favor as well as the economy in china and let's pray Sid, we never get to that point again 
Yeah, that was a rough year. Hey, listen, we love you. Uh, you stay well. Thank you for hopping on this morning. Everybody You're be right safe, back. Lori and the kids, and uh, we'll talk to you again real soon. We love you. Thanks, Norm. You're the best. Thanks. Take care, gentlemen. All right. Take, take care. care. That's uh, Norm Coleman, live from the state of Minnesota. He's not in Minneapolis or St. Paul. I guess he's in a different part and of the state. And meanwhile, he's in the northern, northern part of the state. Yeah. He says a liquor store four blocks from his home. Well, his home is in St. Paul. Oh, yeah. I, thought, I thought he was yeah. talking about from where he is. No, he's in some, I guess he's made some meeting in the northern part of the state, but he does live in St. Well, Paul. So. No, nothing says uh, I'm tired of injustice than robbing a liquor store, no. right? <laughs> You're exactly right. Oh, you got to love this. I love the monkeys. Yeah, so did I. This isn't them, but they were great. Back here on the Bernie and Sid show, everywhere on the 77 WABC app. You know what this is. Of course. Come on, what am I, stupid? No, but you want to take a second guess? I know it's the Archies. There you go. Now listen, <laughs> it is Friday. It's our last hour on the Bernie and Sid show. We're going to talk to uh, the very funny actor, comedian, Bob Saget, momentarily. But the news has been horrible. However... We're starting to reopen. I predict in a month from now, I predict we'll be uh, a lot more normal than we were a month ago. Funny you say that. I, just I, would, got, I would say that. I got a text seconds ago from our friend Ralph Napolitano. You may or not remember Ralph. He, uh, him and his brother Tony own Ann and Tony's restaurant on Arthur Avenue in the Bronx. Oh, yes, of course. Yes. Loves you, loves me, loves the whole show. Sends me a text. He goes, listen. He, he likes me better. But the guy. Oh, absolutely likes you better. <laughs> um, especially because I went there for, for, for dinner. So um, he says, listen, I'm telling you. I own a restaurant. All my friends own restaurants. They're telling you July. Forget it. Maybe August before restaurants, even with the, even with the nonsense, the masks, well, he's, the partitions, he, it's, just it's opening. He's talking about New York City. Yeah, well, he's in the Bronx, but yeah. Yeah, well, that's New York City. This, yeah. is, uh, this is de Blasio's uh, problem, but... As far as the uh, suburbs go, and I'm sorry that you're stuck in Manhattan right yeah. now. No, you're not. <laughs> you're so not sorry. <laughs> uh, but, uh, I, look, it's, it's going to happen. It's happened rapidly. Uh, Connecticut is shaming everybody. Connecticut is open. The numbers are going down. And Connecticut is doing just fine. Texas, the numbers are going down. Don't listen to uh, these fake news people telling you about, you know, the, the cases are rising. The cases are rising because the testing is uh, more prevalent. So the cases rise. But the rates of infection, the, the, uh, the what are they, whatever it is, the, the, the percentages are down. Uh, so, uh, are you sure about that? Because yes, I always I quote you. I, I always I, say, I, I Bernie am. tells I'm, me. I, I am positive. Okay. Positive. Because I'll be on a show in Miami today, the Greek. I am every Friday at 3, and I'm going to say that. And say, well, wait a second. I didn't see that. I'm going to say, listen. Look up Texas. Bernie tells Look me. up Texas and look up Connecticut. I, I, just, saw, I just read it But what about night. Florida and Georgia? Flor- same thing. Same, same thing. thing. Oh. I, I didn't read that last night. But uh, I've read that in the past few days. But I, I can tell you, last night, Connecticut and Texas. Good to num- go. Good to go. Now, when is your buddy going to reopen that great Italian restaurant that you're always uh, yelling the and screaming The great about? Italian you're restaurant. You're always yelling and screaming how great it is. Listen, I, I, Chris oh, or oh, something? My, my boy, Ronnie, in, or something? in Atlantic Highlands, he owns uh, Christine's Restaurant. He's a good friend of mine. He's a former uh, bond trader on Wall Street, but he's a great chef. I mean, he, I had so much fun with this guy. Yeah. He would cook Italian food and send it over. It was just the best. I had more fun with this guy. And then, and then what does he do on me? He lived in Atlantic Beach, East Atlantic Beach. Wait, he moves out. He moves to uh, Atlantic Highlands, and he gets mad at me for not visiting him. Like, I'm going to drive uh, two hours 
from Long Beach uh, to uh, Atlantic Highlands. To, I, I mean, well, how good's a chicken parmesan? It's great. Yeah, but I mean, the, how the about co- the clams and oregano? I don't even want to. I don't even want to cross the bridge from Long Beach to Oceanside. I don't blame you. I don't want to. No bridges God, in the no summertime. Bridges. No you know bridges. what I'm saying? But no, I don't. You get stuck. I got to take that damn Belt Parkway. But his restaurant is great. Christine's is open for business. It is open. Takeout. Oh, takeout. That's not he's open. been doing takeout. He yeah. took advantage of the uh, PPP. The, he's, he's a small business. He's yeah. paying his employees. Put some tables outside. Let us eat. He, he's going to do. Uh, that's Murphy's got to allow him to do that, and that's got to come sooner rather than that's later. up to Phil Murphy, right? Yeah, yeah. and that could happen. Uh, as early as next week. In New Jersey? Yeah. But all over New Jersey or just certain know. parts? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I feel like there's more people I, like in, Murphy, in Bergen County, Mur- Northern Jersey than like, I don't know, Tom's River. Uh, I don't know. But New Jersey is, is the densest uh, state in the union. Is that the D- word? Did you know that? Densest? Yeah, not not. Is that me, you go to get your teeth the, fixed? Not meaning they're stupid people. <laughs> uh, or you go with the the, uh, the the teeth fixed thing either, uh, as well. But uh, no, it is. I know Jersey is the it, most it dense. Is, it is the most dense yeah. uh, per capita population, whatever the hell. Yeah. So, uh, but I, Murphy does talk out of both sides of his mouth. No, not Phil Murphy. Yeah, though uh, <laughs> it could be, it could be as early as uh, next week, June. 1st. It's got to be June first. Hey, what what are we waiting for, ladies and gentlemen? The crisis is over. It's way past. The ships have sailed. The Jacobs uh, Javits Center has been closed for a long time. What the hell are we waiting for? Let's get back to business. You want revenue? You complaining about revenue? You want to sit on your ass and wait for a check from the federal government? Or you want to get back to work? It's time to get back to work. They'll, be, they'll do it intelligently. Maybe there's some risk involved. However, we have to take the risk. Well, I need new episodes of the Jersey Shore anyway. I watched it last, yesterday. It's like a nine-hour marathon. I love that stuff. And, uh, you know, they, they can't go to the beach. So. That's the, they're, the guy, they're the people who say uh, axe. They I, say I, axe. I want to ask you a question. Not all of them. I think uh, Ronnie would say that. Mike, the situation wouldn't. Paulie D would for sure. He would, right? And the girls, I mean, you talk but, about a bunch of dummies, Jay Wow and Snooky, and, I mean, he's a real, yeah, I, he's I, a real, there's a real Mensa meeting right there. But yet they'll stay mask. They'll say mask, they'll but say, they can't say ass. Can I ask you for a mask? Yeah. And they, they say can that. Say, they can't say ask, right. but they can say mask. And they can make a ton of money. They don't say, yo, let me borrow that max no. to put on my face. They say mask. It's, it doesn't make any sense, does it? Well, does it make sense if they're millionaires? <laughs> you know, does it make any sense to you that Schnucky's a millionaire? Does that make po- sense That's the best you? point you made all morning. I mean, right? Yeah. Does it make any sense? No, it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, you know, the reason why yeah. is because i got dummies like you watching it. Oh, I love it. Who do you think are more famous, the, the Jersey Shore kids in New Jersey or the Real Housewives of New Jersey? Oh, the Jersey Shore kids. You think they are, right? Yeah. You really? Yeah. I mean, Even more, yeah, bigger yeah, than yeah. Teresa, Melissa, look, look, Dolores? Yeah, no I, way. I would say so. Really? I would, look, uh, it, it is uh, very popular, Real Housewives, but it, it's a, there's a, it, it is a smaller audience, I believe. I believe the Jersey Shore had a, a much wider audience. They had right. young people. Well, you, you know, you're right. And there's also, like on uh, Bravo Channel with the Jersey Housewives, oh, you've got all these housewife shows. And then uh, th- that owned MTV, the Jersey Shore. That owned MTV. So yeah. it didn't have to compete with Atlanta and New York and the rest of those shows that the housewives deal with all right, the time. Right, right, so. right. A lot of competition. Hey, speaking of competition... Uh, this gentleman here knows all about it. He was, uh, of course, you know, from Full House. And Fuller Men- House. Well, if, uh, you get ahead of me all the time. I'm don't sorry. <laughs> Just take it easy. Slow down here, a, a, a big guy. Now on Netflix, Fuller House, of course. But more importantly, he wants to promote this right now. His, uh, this production company called Studio 71. He's got a brand new podcast. It's called Bob Saget's Here for You. The podcast came out. He's got all kinds of great guests. Uh, John Stamos, Tiffany uh, Haddish, John Mayer, 
Macaulay Culkin, Bill Burr, and many, many more. Anyway, let's bring them right in. Uh, Bob Saget, good morning to you, sir. Hey, good morning. Good morning. How's New York doing? It's terrible. (laughs) It's it's awful. I got two daughters there. I just want to get on a plane and just cover them in saran wrap. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No, it's it's going to get better. It's going to get better. They they won't come home. No, they're not going to come. You were actually in here with us a couple of times and and had a really, really good time. In fact, I know. I love you guys. You do? do. Oh, we love you too. Thank you. Now, where are you right now? Your daughter's in New York, but where are you? I'm in L.A. Of course. I'm in L.A. Just I've been, I'm pure quarantino, you know. But, yeah. of course, during the quarantine, my entire plumbing, the main vein for the entire house, broke. Oh, so God. I had ten workers in the house for a week. Oh, boy. <laughs> which is really fun. So we were, you know, we were hugging each other and high-fiving, and, you know, all the stuff you do during quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't easy, man. It doesn't matter how much money you make or how... How successful oh, you are. No. The plumbing goes out in your house and you, <laughs> during a quarantine and you're screwed. That's oh, terrible. Everything turns to crap. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Literally, very good. Uh, very good, That's Bob. good. Well done, well done. <laughs> Bob Saget, tell us about the podcast. The Bob Saget's Here For You podcast. Uh, tell us how you can get it and tell us about it. Yeah, I, it happened before, right before quarantine. I wanted to do a podcast that just kind of made people feel good. And uh, I was going to call people, which I do. And it's on every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And after doing two shows in studio, that was it. I got the podcast home kit, took it home, had John Stamos as my first guest because that's a prerequisite in my world. Oh, yeah. right, of course. Yes. And then Uncle Jesse. The, 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 what, what, the Dorian Gray. John Stamos is Dorian Gray. Oh, my God. He just looks better every day. I hate him. But um, <laughs> but I'm doing good. I, I, look, I pulled everything back with a clothespin, so I look great. And, um, <laughs> but I've had, I, you know, the, the guests are, are one thing, uh, which are wonderful guests. Um, on uh, Monday, I've got Bill Burr, and I had Nikki Glazer this past week, and Norman Lear, who's wow. a genius. Yeah. A lot of wonderful, wonderful people. But I also call people. I leave a number for them to call on. Apple uh, Podcasts or on uh, Spotify, and it tells them, you know, how to leave a message, and I call them up. I just put on Twitter, Instagram, I'm going to be calling you guys today. Hope you're around. And I call people. I called one guy. He was stoned for about a half an hour. I, could, <laughs> I like I it. get enough of him. He's, he's making jokes about quarantine. I was in heaven. So, uh, but then I talked to people about real stuff, you know, difficult stuff, you know, what they're going through. And I didn't know this was what it was going to turn into. And I, and I love it. And, and people are really in, uh, loving it. And, you know, it's a lot of work. I mean, you go in every day. I'm doing, you know, an hour to two hours, depending on what the conversation turns into, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So I'm, I'm just thrilled with it. And it's where you get your podcast. Well, it's so. got to be great. Cause Sounds you're, great. Yeah, you're great. You're brilliant. And you're funny. And you're all those good oh things. Oh, my God. Yeah, you are. But you know, you know, it's funny, Bob. You know, what's funny is we, we bring on guys like you all the time. And you all, everybody has a podcast now. Everybody's got a podcast. And you talk yeah, about oh all these. God, the, kid, the kid across the street, five of my plumbers had podcasts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and then you talk about all these great guests you have. So we put you on our show. So you get this incredible exposure in New York City because we love you. And you're talking about your podcast and you talk about, yeah, I got Tiffany Haddish and I got Bill Burr and I got uh, Kevin Nealon. And what never, ever, ha- you know what never happens, Bob, ever? What is it? We never get invited on any of your shows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good point. But it's just it's only three weeks old, you know, four weeks old, maybe tops. Yes. I was a preemie, but... Um... <laughs> 
I'm very, very young. But I but yeah, we could we could do that. I would invite you on my show and we could talk about what's going on in New York City. You would tell me it's terrible, I'll tell you it's gonna be okay. Uh, listen, uh, <laughs> don't because I'm on a silly satellite radio tour, but I had to promote something that I'm hosting that's on Sunday night. I heard about this, a vir- virtual... Go ahead, you, you tell it. It's real special. It, it's a, a thing uh, for, for foster and former foster youth filmmakers. And so it's over 70 young filmmakers from around the world submitted films. And uh, the, the theme is change, imagine, inspire, and ignite. And it's foster kids, so we're talking... People that have been on the other side, and they still are, and they made these films, and I saw them all. They're short films. It's on Sunday night. It'll be eight o'clock in New York, and they just have to go on YouTube to see the whole thing. I'm one of the judges, and I also got. I'm getting to present uh, the best director and best film award to these kids. That wow. I couldn't believe it. it, it all they do is go on YouTube and, and uh, write in Inspire Gives as one thing, just inspire, give on YouTube at 8 o'clock, and they'll get to see these films, you know, three minutes, two minutes, it's like one seven minute, that's the longest it gets. And there's documentaries, and there's, and nothing's political, it's just a statement about, it, it's, they're just good people, they're, they're trying to, yeah. to get through life. And you think about what we go through, you think about what you're going through in New York City right now, because it's it's hell, and and then the, their perspective, and many are from New York City. There's just something uh, really special. So they whittle it down to 12 people, and uh, then there'll be two winners. But all um, of the final filmmakers' films will be shown. That's a big deal. It's around the world. You know, it's it's YouTube. So people, yeah. well, it's a wonderful thing. It makes well, you want to hug a lot of these. It's very nice. Bob Saget, you do a great thing. Sunday night, YouTube, 8 o'clock. Check it out. The podcast, of course, Bob Saget's here for you. It can't be anything but uh, great. I mean, hilarious and and serious at at the same time. Um, And pay no attention to my partner. We do four hours a day on radio. We don't want to go do do anything else. No, I want to go. I want to go. Oh, you get a I want to go. But Bob Saget, (laughs) listen, uh, uh, we know you have to go. Thanks for appearing on the Bernie and Sid Show. Good luck to you with all this stuff. Uh, the YouTube, 8 o'clock Sunday night. Bob Saget's here for you, the new podcast. Thank you, uh, uh, Bob. Thank you, guys. I'm really happy to talk to you again. And I'll see you when I'm in New York. We look forward to that. We look forward to that. We look forward. so much, right? So yes. Much. Yes. So we love you, Tom. Good luck to your daughters up here, and they'll, they'll be fine. Listen, it's not nearly as bad as uh, Eric Garcetti tells you it is. Trust me, that's another psycho. Anyway, don't bring him on. Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show, heard everyone is 77 WABC app. That's the only way to escape your troubles this weekend, folks. Pick your spots when you drink. Really, just from, uh, you know, keep it to the weekends. If you're even if you're not working, keep it to the weekends because uh, look, it, uh, the, if you wait, it's even that much more that that much better. Is was what I'm trying to say right now. I can't wait till tonight myself. A couple of cold ones. Uh, but I will say this, in addition to the riots, um, you know, the awful killing of uh, George Floyd and the pandemic, you know, we also have this problem with China, China. And it, it could be a lot worse than what everybody thinks. The stock market uh, tanked yesterday when the president said he's going to sign an executive order about China today. And it's all about Hong Kong. The Chinese are breaking their uh, deal. They were going to allow Hong Kong to remain independent for 50 years. They signed a deal, a treaty or something back in 97. But they're going to break it now. 
They're going to take over China in September, and the president's not happy about it. And that's just one step. The Chinese are backed into a corner. They know they're guilty of this, uh, this crime against humanity spreading the pandemic. And, uh, you know, when people are cornered, like when rats are cornered like that, they do, they do desperate things. Now, you know they want the, uh, the island of Taiwan, the formo- formerly foremost of free China. They want it back. So they're taking Hong Kong. And we have a treaty with uh, uh, Taiwan, the free Chinese people who we love. We have a treaty that if they get invaded, we have to protect them. We will go to war with China. This is the, uh, the Taiwanese. Remember, free China foreign minister. This is what he said about the Hong Kong situation and what might happen to them. If Hong Kong falls or if the Chinese government imposed the national security legislation on Hong Kong, uh, we don't know what is going to happen next. It might be Taiwan. And we are staying very cautious on this issue. Uh, we try to protect ourselves. So. He's saying they may very well invade, and they want to. They want that island back in a big way. They believe it's theirs. That Taiwan is not even allowed in the U.N. The WHO will not allow Taiwan into that organization. And so the Chinese are just hell-bent now. And, and again, they're in, in a corner, so anything can happen. How's that for good news, folks, huh? Pandemics, uh, race riots, and now uh, war with China on the Bernie in situ. <laughs> China. We're coming right back. So, we're very proud of this segment. We've been doing it the last segment, uh, these last four Fridays. And we're calling it WABC Cares. This, of course, we're going to close out Mental Health Awareness Month Sunday because June starts on Monday. We've had a couple of really great guests. I mean, really great guests. And we started with a great guest. We're going to end with the same guy, bookending with the executive director of NAMI New York City. And uh, that is our friend, Matt Kudis. Want you folks to know that you can call NAMI if, in fact, uh, you do need some help. They're there Monday through Friday. So you can, you can uh, take advantage of that. And uh, here he is, our friend, Matt Kudis. Matt, welcome back. How are you, pal? Hey, I'm doing really well. Thanks so much for having me back. Well, it's great to have you. Thank you. Thank you for all the great work you do on a daily basis. Certainly this month, again, the, uh, the Mental Health Awareness Month. You know, Matt, when they say mental health for all, what exactly are they yeah. talking about? Well, for me, mental health for all really means that you can't have health without mental health, that there is no health without mental health. And so I think it's about envisioning a world where if you're struggling, you can come forward and not feel shame and stigma uh, that in a world where we see someone who's struggling with a mental health condition or a mental health challenge, that we reach out and try to be a bridge and connect them to resources they need. And then once we have a world where people are actually reaching out and trying to connect, that we have to make sure that there are resources available to them. We need access to mental health treatment. We need parity so that mental health is treated in the same way as physical health. We need access to hospital beds and in-network psychiatry where you don't have to wait nine months to see the doctor. Uh, We need access to the medications that our doctors prescribe. We need access to housing and employment services. So it's really a world, to me, mental health for all is a world where we understand that we all have mental health and that we all deserve to have the best mental health possible. Absolutely. Matt Kudish, uh, again, the executive director of NAMI NYC. By the way, that acronym stands for the National Alliance on Mental Illness of New York City. Now, Matt, uh, tomorrow you have a, uh, a, a program, Mental Health for All, a virtual program event. Tell us about that. We do. So we are closing out May as Mental Health Month, as you just said. Uh, and normally we do a walk every year uh, over the Brooklyn Bridge and back. But this year, obviously, it's a little bit different. 
So we're doing NAMI Walks Your Way, which basically means you celebrate mental health any way that makes sense for you on May 30th in solidarity with NAMI New York City's community and other NAMI affiliates throughout the country. So we have a really rich full day plan, starts at 9 with a yoga program, and then at 11.30 we do a kickoff with some welcomes from some pretty great people. Uh, and then in the afternoon at 1.30, uh, we have um, about 12 different workshops that are going to start to take place. And it's like a virtual fair, so you can pop in and out. We have meditation and breath work and cooking demonstrations and a poetry slam from our poetry club. We're doing yoga and a slime meditation. And then we also have some more serious mental health discussions. So we're talking about COVID-19 and the impact on people of color. Uh, we're talking about how diet can help with mental health, how important voting is um, right now this year, uh, music and mental health. Uh, so we're really trying to create an opportunity for people to connect with others who care deeply about these issues, learn something, and hopefully have a little bit of fun along the way. Sounds great. The executive director of NAMI New York City, Matt Kudish, sounds like a very, very cool day. So here's what I've, I've witnessed here, Matt. I think when the pandemic started, the most uh, popular emotion was fear. I think people were scared to death. And I think now that we're a couple of months into this and we're starting to figure out that the worst is well behind us, now it's more of frustration. I'm cooped up in my apartment. I need to get the hell out. Now, my, my, uh, my gut tells me, Matt, that both are very difficult on the human psyche. Both, if, especially if you're dealing with mental illness in the first place, it's got to be exponentially worse. But do you agree that we've gone from a fear emotion to now where folks are almost like claustrophobic? I think, on the, I think it's complicated. So I think on the physical health side of things, as we were dealing with the, the health concerns around what it would mean to get this virus, that, that definitely that fear was driving everything. And I think now we're dealing with the long-term effects of what these changes in our lives have really brought about. So the world we know it has, has changed pretty dramatically. And I think that now people are starting to um, kind of realize the way that this is maybe affecting them. But as you and I talked a couple of weeks back, you know, whatever you're, you're experiencing, it's, it's traumatic, right? That loss of the way the world used to function for each of us, yes. that's pretty traumatic. And trauma means that we don't necessarily understand the full emotional impact of what we're living through, maybe for weeks, months down the road. And so I think that, yeah, our emotions are changing as the longer we live through this. But what that means for each individual person, I don't know that, we've, that we really understand the emotional toll just yet for everybody. I think we're starting to see it as we get a little antsy and frustrated and, and try to push to, to have a little bit more freedom. Uh, but on the emotional side of things, you know, this has, I think this is going to have a much longer tail. Yeah, definitely still a study in progress. Uh, Matt Kudish, executive director of NAMI NYC, which is the National Alliance on Mental Illness of New York City. Matt, how can people get involved or support NAMI NYC? Yeah, honestly, the best way would be to make a donation if you're able right now. You know, NAMI NYC is largely philanthropically funded. We get a very little amount of funding from the government. So we're counting on individuals to help support our programs and services, which are all available free of charge to anyone who needs them. So if folks want to make a donation, they can go to NAMINYC.org and click Donate. But they can also text to donate. You can text NAMI NYC to 56512. All the donations are tax deductible. 
and every dollar goes to help ensure that anyone who needs support and services uh, can access that for free through NAMI NYC. You know, this was a, a great endeavor we took on about a month ago, Matt. Uh, WABC Cares with you guys. Uh, uh, Cornelia was real great last week. Her story was uh, very inspiring. You've been great not once but twice with us. And the work you do every day, I actually see a TV commercials now, too. It's very cool. The work you guys do every day is, is really important, really important. Take it from a guy that's on a lot of meds every day. <laughs> we need folks like you out there helping us out. So, Matt, thank you so much for, uh, for your work and uh, have continued success. And, uh, and you be well. Okay, buddy? Thank you. Sid, thank you so much. We really appreciate all your support. Thank you, buddy. There he is. That's Matt Kudish, the executive director of NAMI NYC, 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. We're going to come back, Bernie and Sid, and wrap up shop another great week here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. New York proud. New York loud. With New York Attitude, all here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. 1877 Cars for Kids. K A R S Cards for Kids. 1877 Cards for Kids. Donate your car today. 1877 Cars for Kids. K-A-R-S, Cars for Kids, 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS, donate your car today. To learn more about our programs and to donate, go to carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. Pickup is quick and easy. You'll also get a vacation voucher and maximum tax deduction. 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. K-A-R-S, Cars for Kids, 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS, donate your car today. Also accepting boats, motorcycles, RVs, and real estate donations. Actual patient testimonials results may vary. Hey, why are you going to spend another spring and summer covering your legs and doing nothing about those bulging varicose and spider veins? Not only are they embarrassing, but those unsightly veins may also be a painful sign of serious vein disease. Now's the perfect time to get your legs back, and Vein Clinics of America, the leading expert in vein treatment, can help. I was too embarrassed to wear shorts, dresses. I am so glad I came in. I can do and wear whatever I want. As the largest, most experienced vein treatment center in the U.S., Vein Clinics of America is focused on your safety. You can now meet with a VCA doctor online for a teleconsult without leaving the comfort of your home. To ensure safe distancing, VCA is limiting the number of patients in our clinics at any given time. Medicare and most insurance is accepted. So call now to see if you qualify for a free consultation. Call 800-771-4300. 800-771-4300. 800-771-4300. Introducing the YMCA. What, you already know the Y? Or so you think. Sure, you know the Y for a swim, a workout, even a game of hoops. But did you know we're more than that? We're a cause. When you take your jump shot at the Y... Someone else is getting job training. Take a cardio class while kids are in an after-school enrichment program. Practice your downward-facing dog as a teen practices her leadership skills. That's the why. We work with people no matter their age, income, or background and give them the opportunity to learn, grow, and thrive, all with one simple goal in mind, to strengthen our community. And we've got so much more that does just that, so while you might think of the Y as that place for lifting weights, we're also about lifting entire communities. 
Introducing the why. We're so much more than a place. We're a cause. Visit ymca.net slash more. So now I've got this pack of four Sharpay rescue dogs. Jimmy, Coco, another Sharpay, one pug, who is Joe. I have stuck with the Dynavite for, oh my goodness, probably five, six years. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. People remark on really how well my dogs look, what beautiful coats they've got. I tell them, yep, they get a regular diet of Dynavite with every meal. Dynavite is nutrition. All I have to do is say dog food. It's a pandemonium. They can be half asleep, and they're up and thrilled. She just looks that whole squeaky clean. You don't need to wait until a problem presents itself. It's far better to keep the dog happy and healthy at all times. Dynavite for life. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. People do ask how they get Dynavite. I tell them I get my Dynavite from D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Burning and sit in the morning. You always have to follow the money. Anywhere you get audio, we are there. WABCRadio.com and the WABC Radio app. The plot thickens. Download it from Google Play and the App Store. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Get right back. Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show. Final segment of the week, Sydney. Oh, yes. You know, there is uh, the riots, of course. Uh, they burned down half of Minneapolis last night, the police station. The weenie mayor put the choke chain on the police. And the, and the police chief actually said that the safety of our police officers is paramount. No, it's not. Uh, excuse me, uh, Mr. Police Chief. The safety of the public is paramount. The police are there to protect the public. If you don't want to do the job, if the police don't want to do the job, somebody else will do it. That's what's paramount, the safety of the public and their property. That's paramount. You take care of it. You don't let it metastasize. That's what you did. You made a bad situation worse. That's my editorial right there, Sydney. I think you've nailed it 100%. <laughs> I mean, it's as, a, you, as you usually it's do. It's unbelievable that they, they would not, I mean, they would allow these people to run free and burn down oh, a city. Please. So on a uh, lighter note, what are you doing this weekend? Talk to well, me. Let Tell me, just, me something. I, 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 one get, more note. Then I got one real uh, good piece oh. of good news. You know oh. how uh, up in uh, Connecticut, all this stuff is being eclipsed, of course, by A, the pandemic, and B, now the, uh, the, riots. the riots. And yeah. George Floyd, the cops should, should be charged. The evidence is there on tape. Charge the guy already and take it to trial. Give him due process. I mean, let's do this. But up in Connecticut, they were allowing uh, women, they were allowing biological males to compete in women's sports. Right. I hate that. Well, they came up, uh, the, US edu- the U.S. Education Department's Office of Civil Rights has ruled they can't do it anymore. They, they just figured it out? Yeah. Well, it took them a while. Uh, par- partially it's because of uh, the Attorney General, Bill Barr, saying that it violated what's called a Title IX. This is this federal civil rights law that guarantees equal education opportunities for women, including in athletics. Good. Uh, this is because of Bill So you cannot, if you have a male package, you can't join the, the women's track team or you can't wrestle with the, or whatever they do. Well, I, I guess mean, women don't have wrestling. It's just the most uh, obvious. You know, even Donald Trump Jr., in his most recent book, Triggered, which for some reason is on my coffee table, he actually talks about that, about well, men competing in, in female athletics because they consider themselves females. Well, they're not. 
this is what to keep it real. I try to keep it real, babe. That's uh, that's uh, what's his it's name? Kylie Bru- Jenner. Bru- Bruce. Uh, Bruce Jenner. Bruce. Now, what's his new name now? Caitlyn. 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 Yeah, Caitlyn. Yeah, yeah. Caitlyn. I, I, I just try to keep it real. But just w- real quick, we're very lucky to have a man like Attorney General Bill Barr as the Attorney General because he was the impetus for this, and it's going to help a lot of girls who have been shut out of scholarships, et cetera, et cetera. This is this is him talking about just that. Two weeks ago. It's just fundamentally unfair to allow biological males uh, to come in and where women become spectators in their own sports. Young young women become spectators. No, it's not discriminating. It's you, the, the reason we have separate sports, men and women's sports, uh, uh, is to make a distinction. And that distinction has been based on biological difference. So the distinction between male and women for sport, uh, men and women for sports reasons should be based on biological reality not someone's subjective feeling as to what they are. How dare he? Yeah. And, and that is, what he said is controversial. <laughs> Only in 2020 is that controversial. But anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a note Justice here. has been done. In that case, but here's, uh, this is bad news. Uh, we need to confirm this. A friend of mine just sent me this. Cuomo just extended the date for phase one to June 27th. What do you mean? We're already in phase one. Then I guess phase two, I guess. No, the New York City's not in phase one. What are you talking about? No, 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 New York City's not, uh, but the, right. the, the, the state is every place but New York City is. Could you check about this June 27th date with Governor Cuomo? Absolutely, Sydney. Yeah, yeah no, Long Island. Is, by, by the way, phase one is nothing. It's garbage. It's, 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 there's no, I'm, I'm on Long Island. There's no difference. What's phase two? That's not restaurants and bars or it is. That's three, right? Uh, phase two would probably be outdoor uh, restaurants. Outdoors. Outdoor. Outdoors. I, I believe so. And a few other, uh, few other items, whatever. We need to reopen right now. <sighs> I, I've said it a million times. I don't, I don't care about these stupid. Uh, until we reopen fully, I mean, it, it, it's been. You heard Dr. Fauci. The uh, the cure is worse than the disease. He finally came around to it, which is why he's been sidelined. Uh, the fear of a second outbreak is overrated. Don't worry about it. Uh, that's Dr. Fauci. And so they're not listening to the data. They're not listening to the science. If he did uh, extend or if he imposed more uh, harsher criteria, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, you, you say, who, who are you getting this from? It's a friend on, uh, on, on Twitter. Okay. And said, uh, Cuomo just extended to June 27th. Oh, my God, he's the devil. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know about that. Uh, New we'll York City, of course, doesn't have uh, the social contact tracers, and they don't have enough hospital beds. And again, Joe Borelli told us yesterday, the city councilman, he said the hospital beds that, that, that were like right there to the, it's supposed to be 30% uh, freed up hospital beds. We're like at 29%. Right. It's like three beds. And then the social contact tracers. I mean, I told you that was some uh, unattainable hurdle. How are you going to get, they got to hire thousands and thousands of people to track, track and trace uh, individuals who have had or have a coronavirus. I mean, give me a break. We're gonna, we got to wait for that? In the meantime, this, this whole place is imploding. This whole place is going to turn into Utica, New York, which is like the land of the living dead. It's going to turn into Detroit. So I, I can't imagine that uh, he extended it. I, really, well, well, I just can't. Here's the deal. What, not, what, what, before I say that, this guy likes to do things overnight, as we're learning, uh, with the cash bail thing, too. Uh, it is today... Some regions could have started phase two, but last night at 7 p.m., 
they met and said, and Cuomo came out and said that nobody could start phase two today. I don't see anything about when a date is to be, uh, you know, an, an extension date, but it ain't happening today, I guess. Uh, okay. Maybe that's where the June 27 and, and, comes and in. Quickly, while you're there, see if you can find the uh, crit- what, what, what uh, phase two entails. In the meantime, what I'm going to do this weekend, Sydney, is uh, sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sleep. Well, Sunday's going to be sunny and beautiful. I, well, I'm looking forward to it. You'll naked on the beach? Tomorrow's my big day. Why? I'm going to sleep tonight. I'm going to feel good tomorrow, work out like an animal, ride a bike on the boardwalk. Nice. And uh, have a few pops. Nice. And, and cook, cook up. I got my uh, Omaha steaks in the mail. I'm going to cook me some uh, Omaha steaks on the grill tomorrow. Nice. Cook them up for the family and uh, just have a nice Saturday and escape the madness. A respite from the madness. And I still have a bunch of UFC fights on tape. I'll watch a lot of TV with my wife if, if, unless we're outside getting liquored up. If it's a nice night, nice mild night by the ocean, that's what I'm going to do. What a great weekend. It is. It's fantastic. That's a great weekend. That's how I'm spending the last weekend in May. Nice. I mean, uh, not, there's a, nobody uh, 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 raiding or, you know. Then there's no looting liquor going stores, on. No right. looting in liquor stores in my neighborhood. No, no. By Maybe the way, in mine. <laughs> there was a police. You know, I, I went and I got my car. Uh, I got some work done on my car last week. I don't even know if it's legal. And I paid the guy off the books so he didn't have to pay taxes to uh, Il Duce. Yeah. Either way, I saw a police incident. My daughter drove me to pick up the car. And some perp ran by being chased by a Latina police officer. She had a, actually had the gun holstered. She was dressed in plain clothes, tight wow. clothes. She's a very attractive lady. And she's chasing this big black guy up. Uh, I'm not even going to say the road because I don't want to give away my car repair guy. And a car pulls in, a small car, uh, uh, an unmarked car pulls in as he's running by, and it sort of hits him. It was meant to block his path, but it ended up sort of hitting him. He goes up on the roof, on the yeah, hood. They tackle him, and it went down for about five minutes. They arrested him. She comes walking back with her, the gun on her side, walk, strutting back. And I'm out there with the mechanics, these Latino mechanics. And, you and we all start, yeah, we all started applauding. Wow, that's great. And she started smiling. It was fantastic. <laughs> that is great. That's going to do it for us, folks. We hope you enjoyed the week here on the Bernie and Sid in the Morning Show. Brian Kilmeade is coming up next. We will be back for you, folks, at 6 a.m. on Monday morning. Going to be in the 80s tomorrow, 70s on Sunday. Enjoy yourselves. Be safe until Monday morning at 6. From all of us here to all of you out there. Peace! Bernie and Sid in the morning, streaming live on the 77 WABC app. Weekday morning, 6 to 10. Talk Radio 77 WABC.